Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 567-0560, toll free for David Broward, or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 560 WQM. Boy, this, I'll tell you, we going from one extreme to the other. The overhead, I don't hear anything. I mean, just barely way off there in the distance. I hear a little uh, virtually. I got it. We went yesterday from the uh, pot where you could, like, crank it all the way down, and it was still loud. And today I got it all the way up, and uh, I'll tell you, it really sucks. But anyway, we don't want to dwell on that. The uh, Dow made 10000 this morning, oh! and it's underneath it again. People on CNN, I'm going to tell you something. I don't want to, you know, pee on your parade. we all got money in the stock market. Anybody that's got more than 10 bucks to their name has got something. They got mutual funds. They got stocks. They got something. We all got sucked into this big gamble, this big charade. Like, uh, you know, some idiots out there got sucked into another phony fight. See, I don't understand. It's like somebody goes to the racetrack, and they bet some money on a race. And they, oh, gee, that race looked fixed. Yeah. Same thing with these boxing idiots, you know. It's like going to professional wrestling. Oh, I think this thing is rigged. And what's the point? You know, that business about a sucker is born every minute. They just keep coming back and coming back. Come on, punish me, whip me, beat me, etc. But getting back to the stock market, which, by the way, let's see. Oh, look at that. Wow, 65 points away. How the mighty have fallen. Fifteen minutes ago, they were like uh, Maria Bartiromo was jumping up and down on CNBC, and CNN was like even hyperventilating a hundred times worse. Major breaking news. You know, it's just an artificial number. But it's that pack mentality, the psychology of it, you know. We broke through 10,000. Oh, my God, this guy isn't falling after all. We're all making a fortune, aren't we? Are we uh, getting rich? No. No. Because we get sucked in by, and like I said yesterday, everybody's an expert. This one tells you it's a bull market, and the other one, it's a bear market. And the other one, well, we don't really know. It's all a bunch of bull is what it is, crap, because nobody really knows. And, yes, some people got lucky, and some people got some good inside information. Some people got some bad inside information. But to watch the way these people were hyperventilating this morning, and they're, ter- they're uh, throwing paper, they're throwing uh, confetti around there, like, like, we did, like it was New Year's Eve. 
And guess what? Now we're 67 points away and dropping like a rock. I hate to break the news to you. But at any rate, it's only cash, boys and girls. It's only money. Yeah, what what happened in here from yesterday to today with the uh, overhead? I don't know. Sucks. From one extreme to the other. But nevertheless, it's the QAMF and way, baby. We don't want to start complaining technical. Well, i got about 35 million things today, and thank God for that, because after yesterday with this, uh, oh, brother, with this crowd. Guess what I got in the mail at home yesterday? My Florida Panthers playoff tickets invoice. No. Yes. That's right. They want uh, 1205 bucks is what they want, 1080 for playoff rounds one and two, and 120 bucks for a playoff part. And what do I care? They're going to reimburse me here anyway. What do I give a crap if I wait long enough? But it's just the idea. You see, what, I want you to understand, this is for all the season ticket holders. Now, we still got about, what, 16, 17 games left in the regular season, something like that? Uh-huh. And uh, it's a very good chance that uh, this team is not going to make the playoffs. Very good chance especially if Pavel Burry don't come back very soon. And the rumor around the league is he ain't coming back till the, uh, through the rest of the season. He's out for the year. That's the rumor. Not in this town, but around the rest of the league, they're whispering, hey, guess what? He ain't coming back this year. Which, if and that's the case, uh, it's going to be real tough. So, so stop and think about this. You don't get refunds on your playoff tickets. You have to put the money up by a certain date, which in this case they want it by, what's the date that Wayne wants my money by? March 26th. That's only like uh, 10 days away. If you want to sew up those uh, playoff round one and two tickets, and if they don't make it, guess what happens? They hold your money, and they credit it toward next year's bill for next year's tickets. How would you like to have a scam going like that, where you just basically hold on to people's money as long as you want, and you make the interest on it? I mean, figure out. we got about 16,000, 17,000 season ticket holders times at least uh, however much it is, you know, and then there's sweet, uh, the suites and the boxes. God only knows how much those bastards have to pay for the playoffs. And they just kind of hang on to your money. So like I said, a sucker's born every minute. And yes, I will be sending in the money because thank God they reimbursed me from here. I found, I came across in this book, Vulgar Favors by Maureen Orth about the Cunanan story. Found one page, forgetting about Andrew Cunanan and Gianni Versace, that ties into something we've talked about on this show many, many times. And, you know, all these people in this audience who profess an ignorance of this. You're looking for glory holes. This may give them a little bit more insight, although it's really bizarre. Very strange. Wait till you hear this. It says, between the stalls in a men's room on one of San Diego's Navy bases is a waist-high hole barely large enough to accommodate a man's finger. Lunchtime is the best time to visit it, Stephen Zeeland writes in the article Killer Queen, published in Seattle's gay magazine, The Stranger. Holes like this are known as glory holes. In 1995, Zeeland says he told Jay Buckman about an especially beautiful man he'd seen there three times. Turns out this guy was uh, Jeff, uh, what was his name? Jeff Trail, one of the guys that Cunanan killed. The guy was shy and only once briefly did he kneel down. Now listen to this and in accordance with the prevailing etiquette, stick his penis under the stall. Most of the time, we just watched each other through the hole or took turns sticking our pinkies through it, touching just barely the tips of each other's penises. Zeeland learned to identify the man by the cartoon mouse tattooed on his ankle. But go, let's go back to that one line again. In accordance with prevailing etiquette, etiquette, only once did he stick his penis under the stall. Now, we've all been in public restrooms, 
right? Now, you know where the stall comes down to? Like what would you say? A couple inches above the floor? Yeah, not more than a foot. Right. Oh, less than that. How do you stick your penis under the stall? You got me. <laughs> oh, man. You're looking for glory hole. Woo! That is bizarre, baby. Pretty good book, though, by the way. Pretty interesting. If you're interested in that, which I know none of you are. They stick their penis in accordance to etiquette. Now, is that like Martha Stewart written about that or Amy Vanderbilt in the book of etiquette? That if you're going to, like, you know, give a proper greeting at a glory hole, you stick your uh, as in members only under the stall? Oh, bad news, by the way. It's an epidemic. Dead Superman, another one. Kirk Allen, never heard of him. Okay, that's enough. Okay. Actor Kirk Allen, a dancer who followed friend Red Skelton to Hollywood, became film's first Superman, died after a long illness. He was 88. That's old enough. Mr. Allen died on Sunday in a hospital near his home in the Woodlands, Texas, just north of Houston. Superman, the comic book hero born in the Depression, already had captured the imagination of a generation of children in print and on radio when Mr. Allen agreed to play the part in 1948. By the way, Bud Collier used to play uh, Superman on radio. Do you remember Bud Collier? From To Tell the Truth? Huh? He's dead. Let's see. Bud Conyers dead. He was Superman. This guy, Kirk Allen, just died. He was Superman. George Reeves played Superman. He's dead. He blew his brains out. And uh, Christopher Reeve, not dead, but having kind of a tough time of it. So there you go. I guess the Superman wasn't quite so invulnerable as we all thought. You know about that Jimmy Olsen, don't you? You know what he was? Uh-huh. Ten minutes after ten at 560. In fact, he's probably looking for glory holes. Is he dead? Jimmy Olsen? Huh? The, the actor that played I Jimmy Olsen? Dead or alive? There's your challenge for this morning, boys and girls. Which I have no idea what her uh, its name was. Were you fudge packing? We're so sorry. Dennis Rodman. We don't stock and go the teddies in peace and green. We're so sorry, Dennis Rodman. But the panties come with snapping to secure your little thing. Jackson mortified me. He said, you're very pretty, but you're dressing to the teeth. He asked if you would mind wearing something underneath, because you're way too tall. Way too tall. Every time he jumps, you can see his basketball. You look retarded, retarded.
a classic example of what we were talking about. Another asshole. Oh, yeah, but he's going to help the team. We want to, you know, same old crap. Dennis Rodman, part of the scenery. That's what it says this morning, Scum Sentinel. Panthers aren't the only professional athletes at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Vegas. Dennis Rodman, Denise Rodman, who left the Lakers based, supposedly because he had personal problems to take care of. Well, maybe he had gambling problems to take care of because he's plunging his brains out in Las Vegas. Aye. There you go. Lakers won 10 in a row with him in the lineup and lost to Sacramento 105-101 to 101 without him in the lineup on Sunday night while he was plunging his brains out in Las Vegas. Having a, a great old time. The NBA forward was seen out on the town several times Sunday and Monday in his typically flashy outfits, looking like a real piece of crap, looking like a real asshole. And there you go. And I heard uh, like about 30 seconds of that conversation this morning about the Panthers being in Vegas and about, you know, what kind of a message did that send and all the young kids on the team and this and that. Who gives a crap, you know, when you come right down to it? What difference does it make? Let him go out there and have a good time. Let Robbie Niedemar plunge away his lunch money, okay? Maybe he'll learn what hunger is really all about. What the hell difference does that make? It's, you know, going out there and playing the game. It's a lack of talent. That's the problem. And I'm still, I still am amazed that a team with this marginal personnel without Pavel Bury is really right around the 500 mark and still uh, very close, only a point out of a playoff spot. So they ought to be kissing the ground. By the way, speaking of kissing the ground, Joe Costello, who's a good guy but got very bad taste in sports. In fact, Joe Costello really isn't a sports fan, which is why he's going to be doing a new show on our station starting this Saturday morning. Let's hear it for Joe. I hope that his arm doesn't fall off before the show starts. Did you see that thing yesterday? It was Yes, yesterday it was red. Today it's green, and his arm, too. Looked like a little uh, gangrene sitting in. This Saturday, Motorsports Saturday, will be added to the weekend schedule here on QAM, the, ho the show hosted by our own Joe Costello, famous for his track announcing at Moroso Motorsports Park in West Palm Beach, it says. We'll air weekly at 6 a.m., 6 to 7 o'clock every Saturday morning, just before Defoe and that trade-out show. The show will feature a weekly look at the motorsports racing world, including NASCAR, CART, IRL, NHRA, as well, whatever all that is, as well as local motorsports scene. Huh? Anybody care about that? No. Oh, yeah, millions. Of the, this is the most popular sport in the world, even bigger than golf. Please join me in welcoming this new show to the QAM lineup and wishing Joe success on his new adventure, says Duff Lindsay. Oh, yeah. oh, by the way, speaking of all of that, and the thing I read from the book about the glory holes, so I went down the hall to take a leak this morning. Since we're now up on the third floor and we now have new uh, facilities up there, two big glory holes drilled in the wooden partition between the stalls in there. Any ideas on who drilled those? Uh -huh. Seriously. Two enormous, not one, but two big glory holes drilled in the wall. Here's a letter to the editor in the Herald again. Now this one, just uh, see, I'm tempted to go both ways on this letter. Because we know that the Herald basically are a bunch of blue-nosed, anti-Semitic assholes. But as far as being racist, uh, they could be. Uh -huh. I don't know. But I, just, I don't know about you, but I'm just sick and tired of this kind of crap. Just like on the front page of the paper, architect for arena under fire for the new uh, American Airlines Mickey Arison uh, Mayor Penis Arena. Affirmative action violation is alleged. I can't stand the way I sound in this room. I, if I could tell you how yesterday and today, I feel like instead of doing a show, I feel like I'm doing an out-of-body experience. It feels like the show is going on, but I'm watching it from the outside like a ghost because it just sounds like crap. But anyway, uh, the official, the architect of the new American Airlines Arena and three contractors could be bounced from the job and barred from doing business with Miami-Dade County for a year for allegedly violating the county's rules on affirmative action. In other words, they didn't hire enough spos and spos, I guess, is what that means. 
I, I, you know, and I, I, I thought we were past that. I thought we were getting rid of that crap. That we have to have quotas and you have to hire enough people, regardless of, uh, you know, whether they got an IQ larger than their penis size or they could stick it underneath the stall in the uh, tea room. So getting back to the letter to the editor, which is from Bradford Brown, second vice president of the NAACP, Miami-Dade branch, Opalaka. Here's the letter. Very short and sweet and uh, really makes my blood boil when I read crap like this. I mean, see, if my life was that empty, that shallow, or maybe that perfect, that this is the only kind of stuff that I had to worry about, I'd say, yeah. The perception that the Herald is insensitive to many of the concerns of the black community was enhanced recently by the coverage of the Grammy Awards. The Herald ran a picture of Madonna, but not Lauren Hill. The New York Times ran pictures of both. End of letter to the editor. From the local NAACP chapter in Opalaka. Is that unbelievable uh-huh. or what? You're a bunch of racists because you ran a picture of Madonna and not Lauren Hill. First of all, we all know Madonna, whether we like her, whether we can't stand her, whether we think she can sing, whether we think she's a skank and a scumbag and smells bad. Whatever we think, we know Madonna. Everybody in the world, even people that wouldn't know the president, wouldn't know their own parents, they know Madonna. Lauren Hill? If Lauren, I mean, I know who she is. She's a hip-hop, a rap singer, okay, who won the Grammy. She was the big, uh, you know, I can't stand her because she bit out the back door, boys, for the uh, best new artist of the year in the Grammys. But nevertheless, if she walked in the door right now, if that door swung open right now and that was Lauren Hill, would anybody in here recognize her? No. Of course not. I have no idea who the hell she was. But it's racist, again, because you pay the, I mean, people looking for problems. People looking to get pissed off. People walking around with a big, big chip on their shoulder. And I'm sick and tired of it because it is the American effing way. It gets really, really old and tired. By the way, speaking of old and tired, we're in our new studios up here on the third floor, which sound really bad in here to me, by the way. But nevertheless, so I walk out of here yesterday a few minutes after 2. Usually it's right at 2, but we were trying to uh, unscrew some of the stuff that screwed up in here. I walk out a few minutes after 2, and here Sam the Sham has got a little office in there, our promotion man. And as I'm starting to take a couple of steps down the hall to the door marked exit, I hear, Neil, where are you going? I said, home. Oh, come on and sit down for a minute. And I kind of wandered over to the doorway and I gave him a whimsical, quizzical look. I said, huh? He said, yeah, come on, sit down for a couple of minutes. I said, for what? And he just looked at me like, uh, and I started like, again, heading down. Where are you going? I said, home. And as I kind of waddled out of here and down the elevator. I was thinking to myself, chuckling as I went down that elevator shaft, what in the world could I possibly talk to that man about? Promoting this show? <laughs> I mean, that that uh, you know is a given. We don't have any promotion on this radio station. What in the world could I possibly talk to Sam the Scam about in his little orifice in there? About the business? No. About life? No. About uh, his girlfriend? No. About all the uh, free tickets that he uh, gets to all the uh, events and concerts? No. About all the action he's getting in the QM skybox? No. No, nothing that's of any interest to me. What could I possibly talk to that man about? So I hope that this uh, fascination with the fact that we're up here on this floor ends real soon because the one good thing is that we got you just go straight around. You follow the corridor right around to the right. You make another, and you're right there at the door. You slide along the wall there. You're right at the elevator. You're gone like a shot. Just like a shot. That's it. So don't be bugging me anymore, Sam, okay? I got nothing to say to you other than goodbye and have a nice day.
By the way, the market is down 22 points, so now it's a long way from that euphoria of about 40 minutes ago when it crossed 10,000, and they were jumping up and down on TV like Rumpelstiltskin, like they just all had multiple orgasms together. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Hey, hi, Neil. Our first call of the day, yes? How you doing, Neil? Okay. I got one story to tell you that I haven't been able to get out of my mind yet. Yeah. Uh, I work for Miami Day Transit, and uh, Sunday we were at Brickell Station. Uh, we were pri- providing uh, shuttle buses to the uh, Kayoto event. Yes. And also at the uh, station there were uh, five police officers with T-shirt, uh, multi-gang unit agency. Uh, and uh, a group came in. Uh, they all had money. Yeah. Except for one, this except for one girl. She didn't have the dollar twenty-five that to get inside the uh, metro rail station. Mm-hmm. So, she, so she was asking around people for the dollar twenty-five. She was so high she couldn't be any more than seventeen, eighteen years old. Yeah. And uh, there was this uh, muscular police officer, uh, real young. He took her to his car. He took out a Polaroid camera, and she lifted her. Uh, dress up, and he took about four pictures of her hiney. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that. Rectum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't either. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, call us when you have your next uh, one of these, okay? When you have another hot flash. All righty. Okay, thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on a mobile one line. Anybody else got any stories like that out there today? No. Come on, you can make some up. That's what this audience is good at. I mean, when you don't have a life, at least make one up. Here's uh, Pompano. Hello. Morning, Uncle Neil. Go yes, sir. Sky report from the Scum Sentinel, if you haven't seen it already. Yeah, this is a chronic. Yes. Republic sells Kendall Toyota back to the original owner. Really? Yeah. Not too bad. We're done with them. Yeah. They lose. Yeah. Have a Love good that one. Republic stock. The market went up 82 points yesterday. Republic is 13 and a quarter, I think, it closed out yesterday in the toilet. Have a good one. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the good news, chronic. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Let's have a few phone calls on here today. Let's talk about white spider bites. You know today's thing is I got a sore breastbone. You know right here, what? I mean not that sore, but a little, a little bit sore. I, I don't I don't know from what, from getting old, aches and pains. How the hell do I know? I'm not going to start panicking every day. I got something new and different. My uh, spider bites are healing up very nicely. Look how nice that's coming along. Now that that's uh, taken care of, now I got a sore breastbone. Probably from rough sex. Probably from hot gay sex on the plane. By the way, Hank, you're right about Delta. They suck. God, do they suck. Their food sucks. They can't take off on time. They can't do anything right. They haven't got a clue what the hell they're doing. There was an airline that I used to really love was Delta Airlines years ago. I mean, it's a long-distant memory now. And now they are garbage, man. They really blow. But, you know, you don't have much of a choice. They got you coming and going. That's one of the great things with the airlines. They got you right by the uh, short hairs because there's very – and whatever happened to that national airline, remember, that was supposed to start in January or February at the latest, nonstop direct flights from uh, Fort Lauderdale and Miami to Vegas? Anybody ever hear any more about that? No. No, not a word. I don't, I don't get that. There's more goddamn people that go from here to Vegas that love Vegas that just wish they had, you know, some action going on in their lives. And you have to go through Atlanta, through Dallas. You got to go through a big, you know, and then, of course, that Dallas airport, especially if you take American. Were you on that one trip with us where we had to go get on that damn shuttle and go outside? It looks like you're, you're going around the whole border of the state of Texas, which is the size of Alaska, by the way. Jesus Christ. Takes you by. Thank God we had enough time to make the connection. 
Bill Rogers guy. Along with me to blow up an abortion clinic, to kill another doctor who is murdering a kid. Think with a drawl and have a bad attitude, then grab a can of gas and you can burn one down too. Abortion clinic, that is. Ain't nothing like the smell of nurses on fire. Now if you drive a truck and wear a smelly hat, and on the velvet Jesus welcome mat, and after we make the clinic explode, we'll go find a nigger and drag him down the road. You'll be proud you're from the South, boy. Double wide Southern pride. Now if there should be a woman trapped inside, we'll rape her in the ass and steal her purse before she dies. Then paraphrase the Bible to validate our barbarism, ignorance, and seething hate. All right. Inbred, that is. Fire up some Garth Brooks tunes. Now we are the Christian soldiers of God who like to wipe our ass with an old corn cob. And when we're not burning churches or clinics down, we play our banjos in the trees with penis in our mouth. That's what Christians require right there in the old brown eye. 1033 at 560 WQM. By the way, is there a crossover between country music and NASCAR? I mean, uh-huh. is it, uh, huh? You ask Joe Costello next time he pops his head in the door if he likes country music. Well, what are you grinning about? Picking and grinning, that's what that's all about. Huh? Dale Earnhardt is here. All right. In fact, I was watching uh, the Hurricanes play a, a hockey game last week. I forget what game it was. And they had a much bigger than usual crowd since they usually have about 500 people in there in Greensboro, out in the middle of nowhere in Yenemsville. And they had a lot of people there. And they were saying, oh, yeah, Dale Earnhardt, one of those, uh, I don't know uh, the names, one of those good old boys. He's here today. He's riding the Zamboni in between periods. He's signing autographs. All right. So I think there's a big crossover between that auto racing and country music. I bet you Garth Brooks likes auto racing a lot. Here's our one call on the board. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Okay. Listen, Neil, I just want to let you know something about Lauren Hill. Yeah. Um, technically, she's not a new artist. She was a member of the Fugees, a group called the Fugees, for about four and a half years. Yeah. So I don't see how she could have gotten the new artist uh, Grammy. Yeah. And that's all I just want. That's all I got, Neil. Okay, thanks. That's all the audience has today. That's all I got. Oh, I got a lot more, but I'm going to waste the time, okay? We're going to come this week. Let's join you. Right on the front page of the paper this morning, by the way. Miramar, spirit, coming to Miramar. All right. Only at Spirit Airlines. 5670560, pound 560 in a mobile one. So far, our experience, our second day in the new studios, I would rate it as an unmitigated disaster. The worst. You know something? I finally figured out why my breastbone hurts. You know what it is? Huh? Leaning up against the counter. There. Right. Remember I mentioned that yesterday at the end of the show? This is exactly where this wood is. I got wood on my chest. Well, seriously. The, the, the wooden edge, I mean, maybe if I was sitting in a high chair, how about it, could this chair raise up? Because this is not going to fly. I think it's up all the way. How about the chair? This is definitely not going to fly. Sounds like crap in here. My breastbone is uh, aching. I'm wondering, you know, last night I go into bed and I thought, what, what the hell is that? Something new and exciting? I haven't had enough other aches and pains and insect bites and all kinds of crap going on in my life. And then I realize right now I'm sitting here and I'm like, pressed up against a counter that's way the hell too high. Way the hell too high. How come they didn't have it like up to my neck would have been good? Here's Plantation. Hello. Hey, you need to go back to talking about Frankie Lyman, asshole. Yeah, okay, thanks a lot, asshole. Jackass. Who's the drummer for Frankie Lyman, by the way? Heard Hank yesterday talking about Ringo Starr. 
going out in Vegas, didn't see the fight. Nice going, Hank. And uh, Ringo Starr concert and about the Todd Rundgren. By the way, the great song Todd Rundgren had was not the Hello, It's Me, which was with the Naz. It was uh, I Saw the Light. That was a great record. Oh, I like Todd Rundgren. Great. And then he was talking about the uh, guitarist for uh, Cream was uh, in this group with Ringo. And I thought the guitarist for Cream was Eric Clapton. But what do I know? You know, I could be wrong. Huh? Sunshine of Your Gloves? And uh, also the drummer from Bad Company. And, and then some uh, suck-ass calls in, oh, you know, you're right, the Ringo Starr is really underrated as a drummer. And I thought to myself, <laughs> first of all, like I said last week, drummers, uh, very rarely, once in a great while, a drummer, and most, most of the time you don't even know who the drummer is. Because the drummer almost always is the guy who's the least musically talented, like Dennis Wilson in the Beach Boys. Like Joey Reynolds in Aerosmith. Oh, by the way, and speaking of Aerosmith, finally... Heavy, heavy duty, finally, after all of this time, I get a CD in the mail from my Columbia Record Club, and no, I'm not giving it away, and you can't have it, that I actually want. A Little South of Sanity by Aerosmith, and I usually hate, hate live concert uh, albums. I can't stand them. But this one happens to be absolutely sensational. Might wind up playing that whole thing here today. Five, And then this phone thing here to, uh, in this new studio, something that could be the audience, you never know in this town. But there's something really rotten in Denmark with this crowd. Maybe we're not capable of getting like more than one line at a time on there. Is that what it is? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Marty King. Okay, great. There we go. That's uh, that's the material our audience has this week. Like I said, I love that new Aerosmith album. I'm going to play the whole goddamn thing beginning to end. Twenty-two till eleven. This is the week. In our, you know, see, this is what Miami does to you. This is what working in this town will do to you. We're supposed to be all excited. We're moving off of the second floor. We're into our new studios up here with all the other losers. We're up on the third floor with the whole rest of QAM and Power 96, et cetera, and so on. We've got nice new walls, newly painted, et cetera. And there's not a call on the board. Now, let's see. So far, what do we have so far? We had the guy making up the story about the cop with the snapshot, snapshots. And then we had the uh, guy with the, the boring chronic guy from Pompano. Whatever. He was so boring, I don't remember what the hell he had to say. Then we had the guy, uh, Frankie Lyman, that jackass, with his, uh, he's playing, he's beating his drum. He's beating something. And then we get uh, Matty Cohen. That's it. Four out of four. Even Joe DiMaggio never was that perfect, okay? Even Jolton Joe. Five, six, seven. I don't, I don't even know if these goddamn lines work on this phone up here. I have my doubts about this whole setup. Nice going there, Greg. We were we were kicking ass. We were doing pretty good downstairs. We were you know, like doing a show every day. I have my doubts now. We're going to be able to do the Neil Rogers show on this floor. Maybe it's being on this floor. I don't want to mention any names, you know. Maybe it's like rubbing off. Something really strange going on in this uh, outfit. Twenty-one before eleven. And yeah, my breastbone. I'm wondering what the hell is this. And I realize I'm like uh, sitting here pressed up against a hard piece of wood. And by the way, somebody better tell, uh, give Maureen Orth, call up Tim Russert and tell him you want to talk to his wife, Maureen Orth, that wrote the Canana book. She needs some serious instructions about glory holes before she starts writing a book about it. Put your penis under the stall. Uh-huh. Maybe you can put your penis under the stall, Maureen. Just want to die. The other night I watched a wrestling match with big smooth men with sweaty cracks. They would try to grab each other's ass, wearing nothing more than a tiny G-strap. But when they rang the bell and the match was over, I couldn't 
help but notice I had a big boner. I want to be a wrestler. Wrestler, wrestler. And have a man's crotch wrapped around my mouth. I want to be a wrestler. Wrestler, wrestler. To feel his fist pushing inside and out. Why admit it seems a little gay? Stick my hand between another man's legs. But when I pull my hand away, I get to smell my fingers. You know that other than some time to train, you don't need to have much of a brain. As long as in the shower after you work out, you don't mind placing someone's balls in your mouth. I know that white skin can be messy. And too smelly. That's why they like to rub that KY on their belly. Alright, I wanna be a wrestler. Entertaining morons just like you. I wanna be a wrestler. And maybe run for governor too. As long as it attracts a crowd. I don't mind going down, rubbing pinkies in a zither lock with some clumpy queer. You know, it's funny, uh, he should have done that this week, because I was talking to somebody in the airport at MIA the other day before I got on the plane, and he said, you know, I listen to your show all the time, and you're absolutely correct about wrestlers. Even the high school and college wrestlers, every one of them I've ever known was a, a flaming queen. They're the ones that are busy drilling the glory holes, by the way. Got any wrestlers in this building? Uh-huh. They're the ones that are uh, build, uh, drill those two glory holes down the hallway there. Two of them. Side by side, no less. I guess for heavy-duty action, huh? 1046 at 560 WQAM. Yeah, my, how, why doesn't he build a counter like a little bit higher, like so I could rest my chin on it would have been good, huh? These people in this place. But anyway, you know, they deserve each other. Here's Sunrise. Hello. How are you? Yes, sir. One thing about the new studio. Uh, it sucks. Well, I can hear you better on hold than, than when you were downstairs. Louder. Mark Mosley just uh, stuck his head in the door. He said, All the, everything up here sucks. Oh, well, that's, that's maybe. what he said. But I can hear it better on the, when I'm on hold. Including the PD, yes? Yeah, um, drummers. Drummers? drummers? Bill Collins and Karen Carpenter. Karen Carpenter, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, she not that I like she them, but... she, You know something? If you would have saved the energy from the drumming and just had another sandwich or two, she might still be uh, drumming it. She Absolutely. might be tapping it. And Kirk Allen, uh, you know, obviously... Who born... cares about drummers? Drummers are like, uh, like I said before, and for a guy to call up Hank yesterday, and this caller was just a suckhole, oh, you're right, Ringo Starr was very underrated. Ringo Starr, number one, was a mediocre drummer at best, and number two, couldn't sing his way out of a paper bag. Number, he's a bubblegum. I mean, you know, I'm sure that Hank enjoyed the concert and the group. Todd Rundgren's great. The drummer from uh, Bad Company, he said, was there. That's fine. But to say that Ringo Starr is like a great artist is uh, pathetic. Adequate to the task. Exactly right. Like like Dennis Wilson, who ain't beaten it too well anymore. Yeah, you, well, notice, you notice how most of the uh, drummers are dead. Uh, yeah, John Bonham. What does that tell you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what, about, what about that Joey Bishop, the drummer for Aerosmith? Don't know him. Joey Reynolds. Yeah, him too. Uh, Kirk Allen was, you know, if you knew anything about serials on video, you know, you'd be know that Kirk Allen was Superman, of course. And interesting in the obit, it said that, you know, he was typecast just like George Reeves. Once he had played Superman, he couldn't get roles. Yeah, that's, that's what he else. said, right. Yeah, you know, couldn't so. get another goddamn role unless he was put to have a cape on. Maybe it could have been Captain Marvel. Kiss of death, you know. Right. If he would have just uh, done that Shazam, he could have been Captain Marvel. Yeah, I have one, one other thought concerning what you talked about yesterday. And, uh, and by the way, before you go on to that, 
um, it says when he was 37, he started, this shows you how old I am. He starred as the Man of Steel Superman in two pictures from Columbia Films, Superman in 1948 and Adam Man vs. Superman in 1950. Each was done in a 15-part serial format. Right. And I can remember as a kid in Rochester going to the Cameo Theater every Saturday morning and seeing the serial. And I saw those with the right. Kirk Not that I remember who the hell he was, but I saw those. That's yeah. what an old fart I am. In the early days of video, and when it was first emerging, those were one of the, some of the first things that were made available Yeah, were the serials on video. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you were talking about... Um, the business about uh, all the old people that vote on things to repress like oh, the sex club. Right. It seems to me that the reason is voter apathy. All the old people are the only ones that turn out that, to that, vote. That's right, because the rest of the people down here, they take a look at the people that are offered up and what's going on, and we don't want to be involved, including me. I mean, I'll, I'll vote in uh, you know national elections like next year, but, but the idea of voting in these local, these parochial, uh, what, what's the point? Exactly. Like what's I the use? They offer up the same dreck year in and year out, and the same incumbents almost always get in with the recognizable names, and it's the same old farts in the condos. They give them a list, and they all go marching off to the – because they got nothing else to do. A lot of them – they, they go to the uh, clubhouse in their own condo and they vote right there. They don't even have to go off the grounds. Yeah, but don't you think if all the people that patronize these clubs and the young people like the ones that went to spring break yeah. who were old enough to vote, registered and voted, there would be more of them than the condo commandos? No. No. You don't think so? No. Because I, well, I went to vote on the library issue the other day. And, uh, the I library think, issue? Well, you know, about the referendum to get the new library improvements. No, I don't know. Well, it was the election the other day and the local yeah. whatever. But I was the only one, I think two people were there, me and a, and a Broward Sheriff's officer. Yeah. And this was in the middle of the day. And uh, normally when you go to an election or to a polling place on an election day, most of the people you see there have blue hair. How, and like I said, we're just going around in a circle. The rest of us are not going to care about uh, this parochial crap down here. There, there's nobody to vote for. There's nobody. I mean, it's not like Chicago where you've got a mayor daily or even New York, whether you like him or not, Rudy Giuliani, where, where you've got a mayor who means something, who makes some decisions, who's got some power, who's recognizable. This is all crap down here. You've got all these little municipalities. Every five blocks is another town. It's Sunrise and it's Lauderhill and it's uh, Pembroke Pines and Pembroke Park. And then there's the one where they won't let anybody under the age of 100 there on the uh, edge of Pembroke Lakes, whatever. Whatever the hell they call that place, it's uh, it's hopeless. Well, you know, it's amazing to me when I moved down here how similar to New Jersey, South Florida is. Yeah, it's exactly like that. I like, grew up. It's like New Jersey with better weather and without the smell, right? Well, I grew up in South Carolina, and there were definite towns. You know, you drive out of town, you'd have the suburb. You know, you'd see trees and things, and then you get to the next town. Yeah, but I in do New like Jersey, Cherry Hill. You cross the street, you're in another community. I like uh, that Ponzio's restaurant in Cherry Hill. Have a great day, pal. Okay. Whatever you're saying. What do you say? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Plenty of open lines. Rock and roll hall of fame yesterday. In fact, they just had his puss on there. Thank God I don't need breakfast. Three singers who dominated radio in the nineteen seventies were inducted to the rock and roll hall of fame yesterday, along with Dusty Springfield, who died two weeks ago. Who were the three singers? Paul McCartney. He deserves to be in there, right? All right. Yeah. Billy Joel. George likes Billy Joel, by the way. And Bruce. Springsteen. Absolutely correct. Where, where did that come from? Did that come from like in there? Who hit that? You did. I hit. Absolutely. How do you like that? Both with the same finger. You must be getting sharper after sticking it through that little hole. How do you like that? Billy Joel, Paul McCartney, and Bruce Springsteen also inducted, which for some strange reason it's got way down on the bottom of this article because they're not as famous. Curtis Mayfield who already was in the hall as a member of the Impressions. Now we're talking, oh! there's like a recording artist, there's a singer. 
Del Shannon. All right, now we're talking. Oh! Del. Oh, don't do it, Del. Too late. And the gospel group, the Staple Singers. Excellent. Blues artist Charles Brown and the Western swing band Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys were honored as early influences, whatever that means. And Beatles producer George Martin was saluted in the non-performing category. How about Brian Epstein? Is he in there? Won't see him no more. That's our topic today, dead recording artists we all loved. Dead drummers that we all, they marched to a different drummer. Here's Homestead. Hello. Good afternoon, sir. How are yes, you? sir. Good evening. Uh, two things. Whatever it uh, was. Oh, I hate the studio. I hate it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the guy before me was talking about uh, the on-hold sound is much, much better. Well, there you go. So if we get these people off their ass calling, they could actually hear what's yeah, going on. Yeah, hear the show. On. That's right. You're right. What the hell's wrong with this audience? That's right. Damn it. Damn it. They, they hate me like poison, man. No, they, they love you, man. No, they can't turn it off, but they will not speak to me for love or money. If I gave them $100 a piece yesterday and today, I still couldn't get these goddamn phones cranked up, these bastards. I'll call back if you give me 100 bucks. Okay. Okay. Jimmy Olsen's Red dead. Reed will give it to you. Is Jimmy Olsen dead? Jimmy Olsen's dead. I can't remember the actor's name. He was a fag, you know. But, yeah, I know. But it was like, uh, oh, God, a year, year and a half ago something. It was the thing in the paper. And I think Clark Kent, you know, he kind of looked... Uh, Anybody that runs around with an outfit like that. That's right, with the tights and the whole thing. Right. Well, Jimmy Olsen, well, never mind. I know. Uh, second thing, racing. I'm yeah. not a race fan, but a bunch of friends of my wife and some people we know down in downtown Homestead, they follow the race, uh, NASCAR, whatever the hell, you know, all these races. All this crap. Yeah. yeah, all the crap. Why? They know. I don't know. But they know the names of the pit crews of these guys. Huh. The numbers, the sponsors. They probably even yeah. know the name of the drummer. Well, it's probably true, yeah. And the brakeman. But uh, that's all I have to offer today. Who is the name of the drummer for the Brakeman, by the way? Okay, thanks a lot, pal. That's our okay. Here's the poll: Which of the following is a real? I'm not talking about playing it. I'm talking about a spectator sport: golf, auto racing, boxing. We're talking about boxing today, and wrestling. There you go. There are the four for you. That's a that's a poll, baby. That's a spectacular poll. Which of those four is a real spectator sport? I didn't say spectator sport. We would put in cockfighting if we did that. Which one? Golf, auto racing, boxing, boxing? <laughs> oh, gee, it looked like a fake fight to me. It looked fixed. I want my money back. See, those of you who want to keep getting suckered in, it's, it's like people that order stuff from infomercials on TV. After you do it, after you get burned the first, you know, five times, 20 times, 100 times, you ought to get the message that, hey, maybe when you see something that's being sold on TV, it's usually a bunch of crap. Haven't I told you that before? The overwhelming majority of times you buy something on from TV, it's crap. Right. For whatever reason. I don't know why TV is so powerful. You think they want to be on there selling good stuff. But when they're on there, the only thing that I think I might like, because I do like George Foreman, how do you like that for busting up stereotypes? A boxer and he's dark complected too. Those who think I'm some kind of a bigot. Although thank God we got a white basketball player. Nice going there, Miami of Ohio. Oh! Boy, Wally. Too many Aziz and C's in his name though, by the way. But seriously, I love George Foreman, and I wouldn't mind having me a, a lean, mean grilling machine, huh? In fact, every time that infomercial comes on, I cannot turn it off. Have you ever seen it? Even George has seen it, and he hates boxing, but he likes George Foreman. I mean, when you see him, you don't think of George Foreman, the boxer, because he's, what, 85 years old? Huh? You think of uh, a fun guy. He's just, uh, he's just a funny guy, you know? It's the lean, mean grilling machine, baby. And you watch all that fat drip off, and all of a sudden you feel thinner. Just looking at George Foreman with that big fat head of his, you feel thinner. Just looking at him. 
and then that brought on there with the crossed eyes, you know, the one that's on every info. Boy, can you imagine the money that that bitch is making? You know what I'm talking about? That's always there with Ron Popeil. And I talk about fake. I love the way she always says, oh, and guess who we're lucky enough to have with us today? Even though he's busy, 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 he spent time with us today. Ron Popeil. Well, guess what? It's his infomercial. He's peddling the crap, okay? I hate to break the news to you, audience. It's his, uh, he's not too busy to do the infomercial because he's on there to make the money. Oh, are we lucky to have Ron Popeil with us today, selling you 20 cents of plastic for only 82 easy payments of 39.95 a month the rest of your life? Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Yes, sir. Good evening. I don't mean to sound redundant, but uh, you do sound terrific, even even uh, even while you're <laughs> Yeah. So I just want to let you know. This that. studio sucks so far. I'm sure I'll get used to it if they bring me in a higher chair, so I'm not sitting with my chin up against the guy. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why when I came in there, they said to me, "Keep your chin up, Neil." <laughs> well, let's hope Bruce Springsteen and uh, Ringo Starr don't get a band together anytime soon. Oh, what a thought that is. You know, they didn't even. Uh, I mean, is there anybody in this audience that really believes that Ringo Starr was a musician? Well, he had the Beatles. That was about it. But he didn't. He didn't have the Beatles. They had him. He was along for the ride. If they, he didn't have. Oh, in other words, the Beatles was his group. I noticed he wrote a lot of that music. Well, if no, it was not. If, if it wasn't for the Beatles, you would never even have heard of. Uh, That's Star. right. That's exactly right. But uh, I wanted to in let fact, you know. our poll question: Who's more popular, Kenneth Starr or Ringo Starr? <laughs> and who's the better drummer? I think Kenneth Starr. They're brothers, aren't they? Yeah, they're joined at the hip. I thought uh, Bruce Springsteen, it's unbelievable they put him in the uh, Hall of Fame. Isn't that pathetic? This man is not a singer. He's a croaker. He's a croaker. They didn't even put the E Street Band in there. Just Bruce Springsteen because uh, he was with the E Street Band. They didn't even put the Mud River Band in there, whatever the hell that was. The E Street Band. The old little uh, Old River uh, Band. They were more, uh, the E Street Band was, his actual band was more talented than he was. Right. And as far as the real sport goes, uh, I got to tell you, Neil. I, I would I would vote for professional wrestling before I would vote for boxing. Okay, thank you, sir. We want your money, though. We want your money. We've got another big one coming up. Wait till they let Iron Mike back out again. It goes crazy when it's nasty, when it's bigger, it's better, yeah. It fills my hand, it touched my chest, ooh, and it blew. It ruined my vest, it came out of my jeans, and into my life, oh, how it makes me feel fine. It's 16. That's our fourth question. Has anybody ever had a more explosive orgasm than Peter North? It's 11.03 at 5.60 WQM. So anyway, there's a big Ringo Starr head, right? Johnny Burnett. Johnny Burnett, I bet you, is dead, huh? You think he's dead? That was the original It's 16. And then, oh, Ringo Starr, that was his song. No, wrong. Sorry. Yeah. It's like Twist and Shout. That was a Beatles song, right? Isley Brothers, baby. They were great. So anyway, I don't want to dwell on this, but there's a stupid article in the paper here about teen smoking crackdown losing funding because Governor Butch... Governor Butch says, oh, we don't need the $8.5 million from the cigar, from the uh, tobacco companies. 
They're giving $8.5 million to the state for these programs to crack down, uh, for more cops to crack down on teenager smoking. Oh, we don't need that money, whatever that means. But I want you to listen to the, the logic in this last paragraph. It says, to Peter Mitchell, marketing director for the state's anti-smoking program, driving up the number of citations given to underage smokers could reinforce the message that smoking is cool. That's why Mitchell, though the budget cut would seem an affront to his campaign, agrees with Butch, Governor Butch. So, in other words, based on that logic, driving up the number of traffic citations given would give the impression that speeding is cool. So, therefore, let's stop writing the traffic tickets. Oh, yeah. I thought it was cool. It is. That's why I do it. That's why I got two Corvettes, baby. Oh, and speaking of Corvettes, so I had my red Corvette, my 98. I had a little uh, problem, a little uh, brake thing. Yeah, plus I had an oil change, a couple of other things. Had it taken over, do I dare mention? Well, a friend of mine took it to... Uh, Ed Morris. I don't want to mention Ed Moore Chevrolet because they've been, you know, they've been nice to me over the years. All I do, I buy my cars at Lou Back Road, but nevertheless. So I get my car back yesterday. I get in the car to come to work this morning, and I look at the tire pressure. Why? why? It's not only our friends up at Executive Mobile. Why is it that every place, remember I brought in the manual that day, and it said no matter what anybody tells you, if the Pope comes to your house and says put more than 30 pounds of pressure in each tire, tell him give him the Bafangula. That's what it said. Don't listen. Remember that? Very specifically. I mean, language I never heard in an instruction manual for a car before. It said, no way, Jose. I just barely leave the house. So, in other words, the, you know, as the tires get hotter, obviously, the, the pressure is higher, a couple of pounds. But I had just left. So I'm checking them out. 36, 37. Why? And as, I, as I'm driving to work, I'm thinking, boy, this doesn't drive the way this car is supposed to drive. It feels like I'm uh, bumper cars. You know? You know what I'm talking about? Like I'm driving one of those things up at the, uh, what do they call that thing? The, you know, up in Dania? Go karts? Yeah, like, a, well, like that, yeah. Like one of the, like one of those NASCARs that Joe's gonna be talking about Saturday morning. Joe Costello's in here, he does like country music, by the way. You don't like country? Yeah, you do like country music. He says, I love Kiss. Maybe that's why he had that hickey on his arm yesterday. Probably from, a, what's his name? What's the uh, PD from KISS? Bob McKay. Oh, Bob McKay. Oh, George hates him like poison, by personal the way. Friend. Hates him. He said he's Best the biggest asshole in the whole building. That covers Bob a lot of territory. Up, and he's got a real bad uh, hairpiece, too, by the way. Here's Kendall. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Okay, sir. Hey, anyways, I'm a literature professor here at a college in Miami. And I teach Flannery O'Connor. She's a Southern writer. She deals with racism. I try yes. to push my students, you know, get them offended a little bit. Maybe they'll think. Get them offended about what? About everything, about oh, okay. racism, about black people, white people, whatever. Anyways, after class... Do you get offended about white people? Yeah. Oh. Sure. A lot to be offended of. And the student comes after class and says, you remind me of Neil Rogers. Yeah. I didn't know if to be offended or shake, shake his hand profusely. Uh-huh. Can I call him a douchebag? Yeah. Fraulein, change your name, you douchebag. Okay. Another fake call. Okay, we have an open line in uh, day one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Another one of your people, a dark-complected uh, spick. I don't know what he was. How the hell do I know besides a retard? He's a professor uh, a professor of literature. Have another good one, okay? Have another pop for us. Here's Tamarack. Hello. That guy's a professor of nothing. He's a professor of assholeism, right. You got that. Hey, can I uh, He's an assaholic. Assaholic. Can I make a couple comments on your uh, rock and roll stuff you're talking Anything about? Anything you like, sir. That's what this show's all about. We're sitting here waiting to hear the comments from all our rocket scientists out uh, there and professors of literature. If you don't talk to me, you're going to have to go to another call. 
Do you have any more? Yes, I do. Oh, okay. Well, I'll move on then. Um, not many people know it, but uh, Dennis Wilson didn't even play on any Beach Boys records. Are you serious? Uh, there was a drummer. As a Are you fan. sure? I am sure. Yeah. I'm going to tell you who his name is. What was his name? His name was Hal Blaine. He played on the records of the Beach Boys, Jane and Dean, Gary Lewis and the Playboys, Johnny Rivers, The Fifth Dimension. Jesus. This guy is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame either. Uh, how, how do you like that? In other words, he was the stunt drummer. Exactly. He's probably played on three or four hundred hit records, this guy. And he is not in the Rock... You know who else is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of and Fame? And who is that, sir? Billy Joel's in there. We've got all kinds of assholes in the Rock Bruce and Roll Springsteen, Hall of Fame. Bruce Springsteen, the croaker, yeah. No Gene Pitney. Oh, my God. 24 Hours to Tulsa. It Hurts to Be in Love. My favorite record of all time, as of this moment, It Hurts to Be in Love by Gene Pitney. What label did he record for? Oh, uh, Black Label. That's uh, right. It was Black. Want me to tell you? No, give me a hint. What was the first letter? M. Uh, M. Mercury? Close. No. You ready? Give me the second letter. U. Music Corps? That's right. All right. You the man. All right. See ya. See you in Tulsa, Gene. He, is he alive or dead? Gene Pitney. He was great. Let's do music again, okay? Let's talk about it and let's play a lot of it. That'll kill some good time. Favorite drummers. Who was the better drummer, Gene Krupa or Ringo Starr? Buddy Rich or Dennis Wilson? That's our poll question. Buffalo still sucks. Oh! Nobody can sing like Sting. Certainly not Jimmy Stewart. Now he proves it. On this new album, Stewart sings Sting. Roxanne! You don't have to. You don't have to. You just don't. Listen, would you, would you like some soup? Yes, you'll get great hits like King of Soup, Message in a Bowl of Soup, Soup in the Material World, and Don't Stand So Close to Minestrone. That Stuart sings Sting so good, you want to listen to it with a fork. What use a spoon? Yeah. I'll tell you one thing, Red B.Y. was lucky Jimmy Stewart died when he did. He could have been the next Campbell Soup spokesman. You know, remember that Luther Campbell uh, Chunky Soup? Huh? He was in the soup heavy, and now he's in the soup. It's 11.14 at 5.60 WQM. Do I sound a little bit different now? I feel like a little child on a high chair. Because Joe Costello just came in here uh, practicing for his big NASCAR show, and he said, I bet you that chair will like, go zooming way up in the sky. And sure enough, reached on the lever down there and gave it a little crank, and uh, look at that. Right up in the sky. I'm on top of the world like Karen Carpenter. Look how she's doing. Huh? I feel like an idiot. I feel like I'm sitting in suspended animation here, way up in the air. But it's better than sitting here with my breastbone pressing against a hard one, a hard piece of wood. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Okay. Thank you. Here's a mobile in. That was Bruce Springsteen calling in. Mobile in Naples. Hello. Mobile in Naples. Okay, nice talking to you. Okay, that opens up several lines, like about 200 of them. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. You sure I was in a mobile in Milan? What is Naples. it? Was that Florida or, or Whatever Italy? it is. Go ahead, hey, sir. Neil, Pick your piece. Best, Do something. The, the best drummer of all time, Gene oh, Krupa. Yeah. Think of the best drummer in the world. Great, thank you. See what I'm saying about this crowd? Who cares about the drummer? The drummer is relatively insignificant, okay? Who gives a rat's ass about the frickin' drummer? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello? Neil. Yes, sir. You're insulting uh, Gene Krupa by comparing him to Ringo Starr. Oh, sir, I, 
sir, I and hate listen, to break the this. news to you. It was a joke, okay, sir? I, know, I hate to break I the news to you, this. sir. It was just a little joke. Yeah, but it's saying that that's not important. Listen to Sing, Sing, Sing with Benny Goodman. Come on. I don't want to hear Benny Goodman, okay? Nah, I know they're all fossils. dead. I'm not interested in Benny dead. Goodman. Okay, see ya. Okay, see ya. Okay. That's what we got now. The old fart's calling in. Great. Just what I wanted. Five six seven oh five sixty. Have another pop, baby. There you go. Have another. How's Benny Goodman doing? Seen him lately? Pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I'm serious, man. What? What? Why did I bother coming in here yesterday to uh, commemorate the opening of our new studios here on the third floor, where everything is all screwed up, where the levels on the overhead are going like from uh, non-existent yesterday to like uh, worst, whatever the hell they are today? Where I'm sitting here with uh, now I'm in a high chair. Like a like a five year old in a goddamn high chair, and you know something? Talking to this audience, it fits in perfectly too. It's appropriate because that's the level of the calls we've had so far yesterday and today. Here's the uh, North Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Pretty pissed Dutch boy here. How are you? Okay. Driving north on Alta Road, the stupid police cop just stops me. Says you're going 50 miles too fast. 150 bucks ticket. I says uh, that's ridiculous. I'm only going 12. He's not 15. I said, $148 for just 15 miles? He said, yeah, that's, uh, I don't make the prices. And uh, my dealer, she calls up two minutes later. She says, oh, yeah, we fix your time belt, and your lock is about $550. Uh-huh. Uh, $50 in parts and uh, $300 million in, uh, in labor. Yeah, well, let me give you uh, three words to solve all these problems. Go just, back to Amsterdam. Just pay it. 5670560, pound 560 on the end. The words of the immortal Ralph Negro, the uh, maitre d' who's passed away at Pompano Park and was there for many, many years. Just pay it. Anybody remember that? That line? Uh huh. Here's a mobile in Davy. Hello. Y'all hold what y'all got. Y'all get what Okay. Oh, I forgot to listen to him this morning, by the way. Anybody here in here yet? No. Forgot about that. Maybe this guy could have told us if he wasn't doing the sit down comedy routine. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Need some Ranieri spy reports. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Bye, Maricon. No, brother. No more of your people on here, okay? I've been trying to tell you that for how many months now? Eight months. No more of your people, please. We've already heard it. Put it on a record, pal, okay, and stick it. It's like a stuck record, so stick it. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. about John Stamos for the Beach Boys? John Summer. Stamos with the Beach Boys? He was their best drummer. John Stamos was uh, is Blackie. He played the drums with the Beach Boys. I, I think you're right. What about him? Okay, John Stamos, Blackie, okay. But he's right. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, do you know who the world's greatest, who's rated the number one world's greatest guitarist? Rated by whom? Well, what, what does that mean, the world's greatest guitarist? Well, there was a thing on A&E the other night about uh, rock and roll and guitar. Please don't tell me Eric Clapton. Please don't say that. No, no, don't that's what I was going to say. It's Roy Clark. Yeah. Country and Western guy. Oh, boy, he can pick it, yeah. That's hard to believe, that's huh? That's why he's got a nose like that. That's why he's got those flared <laughs> nostrils. But I was amazed at that. I, I, I figured it would be... Uh, First of all, how do you how do you compare? It's like it's like the hundred best movies. I was talking about this last week, or the hundred greatest uh, recording artists. How do you compare? Well, that list was pathetic. The movie list, right? And I was completely. I mean, Roy it, so. Clark. <laughs> that's what that's what they're saying. Yeah. I don't know if I buy it or not. Okay, well, I'm not buying it. Thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Who's Roy Clark? He's a nose picker. 
How you doing, Uncle Neil? Uh, not too good. You like the new not studio? Not too good. No, I don't. I don't like the new studio. I don't like these last two shows yesterday and today. I hate these phone calls. I uh, can't stand this place. But other than that, it's great. Well, is the studio okay? Though? I know you have technical No, questions. it's not okay. okay. The, the whole counter was built uh, like uh, two inches too high. Really? Yeah. Well, so I'm the just... choice is either sitting up here in the most uncomfortable position, like I'm a little kid in a high chair, or else putting it back down again to the other position where it's uh, banging up against my uh, chin and my breastbone. You're just going to have to stretch it. I'm going to have to stretch it, right. Listen, I, I had the call. I just heard that last call about a ticket. I got nailed this morning on 79th Street, right mm. down from the old IOD. Yeah. Uh, like 42 right there to 35. Yeah, well, slow down, okay? Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are okay. you? Okay. Just got back from vacation. Just wanted to say you sound great. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yesterday and today, the, two, the t 23 years I've been on the air in this town, yesterday and today, the two worst shows of all time. Well. Now we're not even halfway done today. <laughs> we're done, but we're not halfway there. You sound great, babe. Yeah. And uh just wanted to say that uh Jolton Joe has left and gone away. Left and gone away, and none too soon. Absolutely. And was uh, still just as ugly as, at death as he was when he was a teenager. Thank you. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in, uh what is that? Orlando. Neil. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You are God. i got to tell you that. Uh -huh. Now, the reason I'm calling you is because I know you don't put up with mediocrity. Are you ready for this? Um, well, what you do you mean I don't put up with mediocrity? Look where I work. Well, you call it, though. You don't just let it go. And I, that's what I'm doing here. With Fox's uh, NHL on Sunday, between the periods, they put that bimbo on who doesn't even know how to pronounce the names of the players. They don't care about it because they're dumping it off anyway. This is their last year. They're getting rid of it. ESPN is going to take it, and, and uh, they don't care. God, well, I'm glad to hear that because I was just going out of my effing mind when she's talking about Medano. Yeah. And all these players and just mispronouncing it. It's ridiculous. Well, uh -huh. thanks. You cured it. See you later. Bye. 5670560. I'm going to tell you one thing. I can't. I'd rather, I'm going to put the chair back down. I mean, that's, that's just ridiculous. Uh, one moment, please. How can I get it? Oh, oh I see. It's like it graduate. You have to hold it. You have to squeeze it, and the uh, lever too. So now is this a little bit? Yeah, there you go. That's a little bit better. I'm going to like have to adjust the height of my chair. Nice going there, George. Corso, that is not uh, you. Here's a mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? Okay. All right. I hear you talking about music, and uh, one band that I didn't hear you talk about was Kiss. Why, what do you why, think why, of that? I, yeah, because we're talking about music. <laughs> They've been around for 26 years, man. Yeah, so is uh, cancer. <laughs> All right. Leprosy's been around a lot longer than that. Okay, so I take it you don't like them. No, I do not. No? And wait, they should have I been don't even like, uh, I don't even like Kiss Radio, our sister station, because I don't like uh, nose picking music. Oh, great. Or Bob McKay. <laughs> All right, have a good day. Okay, back to you. See, here we go again. They're starting this. This is what we should have stayed on for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, we should have stayed on the music thing for the rest of the year because they have no other material. That's all they know from. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, we've already, we've already you know, exposed the fact that all high school and college wrestlers are fags and that golf is a real p a pussy sport that no, no, nobody who's a real man or even a real woman watches golf. The women that watch golf are bulldogs that want to watch other bulldogs play golf and bat balls around. And the men that watch golf are just uh, lifeless, pathetic, sad uh, creatures. I have no idea what how to describe them. Watching other people play golf. Oh, there's a great nine iron. Look at that. Oh, Ernie Els just made the shot of a lifetime. Look at that. Now they're all schlepping up the fairway. Oh, brother. 
And here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I know you don't want to talk about music. Uh, it's a beef horse, but he was right. Roy Clark is one of the best guitarists, if not the best guitarist out there. Well, I'm, I'm very happy for him. I'll send him a congratulatory program. No, classical, rock and roll, he can play anything, but Agreed. the man is a, a, a great I'm, musician. I'm ecstatic for Roy. Well. Nice going. Roy! Okay. Yeah. That's all. I mean, okay, thank you. Okay. Five six seven. We're almost at the end, baby. I thought that we were only about halfway done. We're pretty close to the end of this, baby. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Oh, not too good, sir. Another one uh, of these great days. That's too bad. I this just town has dried up like a big fat shriveled prune. It just dried up and died. Oh, that's Remember that bad. song, American Pie, The Day the Music Died? This is the day Miami died. Well, I got yesterday some interesting... was an intensive care. Today it's officially uh, dead. Go ahead. I got some interesting facts about Gene Pitney. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know, but he, he initially was called uh, Billy Bland. He wasn't Gene Pitney when he first started out. Yeah. And also he was known as the Rockville Rocket because he was from Rockville, Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And I happened to be one of his distant cousins, and I played in a high school band with him and played the trumpet now, in 1958. Is he alive? Yes, he is. He's, he is in, he is in, he's alive in Summers, Connecticut. He owns a... A little uh, beach, uh, beach uh, that uh, is open to the public. He owns a beach. Well, yeah, it's a How do you buy a beach? beach? It's a small beach. It's uh, it's at a lake. It's a big yeah. crystal lake, and he owns the beach uh, there. And uh, they have a little pavilion, and they have dances there. And you know, up in Connecticut, you don't have beach time too often, so uh, uh, it's like a seasonal thing. It goes from May to September, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just thought you'd be interested in that, and uh, I enjoy your show. And I live in Florida now, and I've been connected for oh, sure years. Okay, well, thanks a lot, pal. Say hi to okay. Jim. Give him a big kiss for us. Okay. Tell him it only hurts uh, for a little while. Ed Kennedy is a putt. Oh! Oh, we come down Fifth Avenue upon St. Patty's Day. A great day for the Irish all across the USA. What do you want? What is this I hear? The sky and ballyhoo. There's a bunch of queers again this year who say that Irish too. Oh, God loves the Irish and lets us parse your gay. If you are, you won't be marching upon St. Patrick's Day. You can be a bum, a bucket of scum, sure, and that's okay, but you can't be Irish if you're gay. Now the order of St. Barnum. Both eminences gray have delivered this pronouncement upon the blessed day. Sure, a little bit of heaven fell and nestled in the sea. But you're going straight to hell for homosexuality. Oh, God loves the Irish and looks the torture gay. That was their pronouncement as the fight begin to play. You can be a con, a mafia, don. God loves you anyway. But you can't be Irish if you're gay. Oh, L-E-S-B-I-A-N-N-S-B-L-E-S-B-I-A-N-N-S-B-L-E-S-B-I-A-N-N-S-B-L-E-S-B-I-A-N-N-S-B-L-E-S-B-I-A-N-N-S-B-
Except perhaps the leprechauns. We've never been sure of them. You can be thinking drunk and hurl and chunks will laugh it all away. But you can't be angry if you're gay. No, you can't be angry if you're gay. Don't even try being angry if you're gay. Almost 40 years in the business, boys and girls, and I'm suffering my first radio injury. This should tell you about Greg Reed and the uh, Beasley Greed people, about their competence. A bruised uh, breastbone. That's what I got. From uh, I, I, lawsuit sounds good to me. Sounds like a major, major lawsuit. In fact, I'm having trouble breathing. All kinds of problems from a bruised goddamn breastbone. Why wouldn't they build it the same height as the one downstairs, which there was no problem with that at all? It was fine. It was just fine. That's the carpenter, dude. Richard? Here's a mobile in the gables. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How the hell are you? Okay. Yes, I'm heading out to Toronto sometime in May with my wife. You what? I'm heading out to Toronto. Yeah. You always talk about it. It's a great place to go and visit. Yes. What do you recommend to do out there? What do I have to do out there in May? Is it cold? In on March 16, of course it's cold. It's like 38 degrees for the high today. No, not March. I'm sorry, May. Oh, you're going in May. Yes, sir. Well, it won't be that bad. It'll be like it is up north in May is what it'll be like. It'll be like in the 50s, maybe 60s if you're lucky, 60s, 65, 62, 61 and a half. Uh, how's the nightlife out there? Great. That's it? Great or fantastic? Great. Compared to here, spectacular. Yeah. Now, uh, I understand. All the life, the day life, the afternoon life, the night life, the morning life, the subway, the, uh, the, uh, you name it. Now, someone was telling me that they have a lot of uh, theater out there and it's as big as New York, but not as dirty as New York City. You're right. Well, the city is, no, the city is four million people, Toronto. Oh, t- okay. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of big a- shows up there. They have the Pantages, the real old uh, theater up there. They got all kinds of stuff. You'll uh- love it. Is it a great value versus the dollar and the Canadian money? Oh, it's fantastic. You've got a buck and a half for every American uh, dollar. You get a buck and a half Canadian. It's a great value for Americans. Oh, I guess that's what I'm heading for. All right. Have a great time, pal. I'd be leaving right now if I were you. You like have the loonies and the toonies? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. It's a real city unlike here. The real city with like a real visible downtown and a real identifiable place and like, uh, hey, here it is and we're all like a part of this as opposed to here like, uh, you know, you know, these assholes that say, oh, the reason I like living here so much is the, the cultural mix. Like, 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 first of all, there's anything so unusual about living in a big city that that's not like all the same culturally, like there's something novel and unique about that. One of the reasons I can't stand this place is because the cultural mix is the wrong one. But the good news is, wait till you hear this. All these people that were psychotic about the Orioles playing in Cuba. Now, most of the people here haven't learned this yet. This is Keep this under covers, okay? Don't let the news out. But when the Orioles go down to Havana to play baseball down there against the Cuban national team, they're taking about 80% of the Cubans from here in South Florida with them, and they're bringing only a one-way ticket. They're not letting them back in. I just thought, I'd, you know, don't spread the news because some people start getting panicky, you know, and those Spanish-language stations, ah, they start carrying on it. They're leaving, and they're not coming back. Here's a, a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You know how athletes retire at a certain age when they're just getting, you know, too old? They yes. Should do, they should do that for musicians. Uh-huh. We, we saw Art Garfunkel at Gulfstream. Bad? 
Bad isn't even a good word for it. It was, <laughs> it was the most embarrassing, most really? abominable performance. Oh my I've god! Ever you got to know when to hang it up. You can't be an idiot like Stan Musial and keep playing like two years, three years after you should have hung it up. But the highlight for me was me singing "Where Have You Gone, Muhammad Ali." Yeah. Uh, Too many syllables. Muhammad. Wait a minute. Muhammad. Uh, no, uh, is that the right? Joe Maggio. You're right. It fits. It just doesn't fit right. Cassius Clay. No. By the way, I'm sorry that we're back to music, but the best two bands. Johnny Liston. Don't, don't hang up. I'm listening. The best two bands of all time: Genesis and Yes. Bar none. No. Closed. Genesis and. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Thanks, Neil. No. Okay. The best band of all time. It's not even a contest. No, are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't understand. What's wrong with the music? It must be this town. There wouldn't even be a debate about this in like a real city anywhere in North America. What? What? It's you. It's you what? That's right. Oh, that's right. And all these people in life before they have Stefan, they know what your music's all about. That's right. And and yes? Yes? No. It's the greatest group of all time? No. No, 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 well, congratulations. Get alive. God, anybody doubts Aerosmith is the best group of all time. Your taste is in your your taste is in your rectum, okay? It's way, way inside there. Like about where the roids start growing, you know, before they pop out and get real dark purple. Oh, dark purple, we like them too. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a Hope Sound. Hello. Hope Sound. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, Neil, I listened to you the last couple of days. I w I'm new to the area. I uh -huh. wonder if you can take it as well as you give it. But, which means what, sir? You you're have got new to the You're new to the area, but obviously you want to give me, you want to analyze my show and tell me how to do it and analyze uh, all everything that's going on here. Is that it? No, I want to tell you what a disgusting human being. Then why are you listening to it? Because I wanted to see if my hearing was that bad. Well, maybe you've got a little bit of a problem, sir. Maybe, uh, you know, at your age, at your advanced age, you've got a little bit of a hearing problem. Is that possible? No, I uh -huh. don't have it. I'm not that Well, then advanced. why don't you find something useful to do between these hours of 10 and 10? I think this is very useful. You, you I think, have a life. I, I think this call is about as useful as <laughs> farting in a windstorm, okay, sir? That's how useful it is. That's what you remind me of. Yeah, far, that's what we're doing. That's the show is called it, Farting okay. in a Windstorm. Okay. You want to hear it again? There's another one for you. Okay. Get out of here, you old prune. Just what we need is another old fossil coming down here who's got so much to do. This guy has got such an active life down here now that he's going to take time. It's very important and instructive. Sir, I've heard from a million punks like you, old punks, you know, over the age of 85, old farts like you over the years, and I'm still here going strong, okay? And long after they stick your ass in the ground and you're goddamn pushing up daisies and the worms are eating your flesh, your rotting, disgusting, putrid flesh, I'll still be here going strong, raking down some very serious bucks day in and day out, okay? Long after your history, after they stick you in the ground head first. I have no life. I have no penis. Of my kitty's young, the blue 
45 and 560 WQM. We got good news. We got a new listener there. The old fossil that just called a minute ago. He's new to town. He'll be listening. Oh! You're on in. Make no mistake about that. He'll deny it a lot, of course. He's listening. You're hooked, aren't you, sir? You hooked? Yes. Yeah. yeah he's, see, he's a little undecided. He's in between. 5670560. Oh, I mean, how many calls? If I had a $100 bill for every call I've had like that in the last 200 years here, I could retire. I'd get the hell out of this joint. You're disgusting, you're vulgar, you're grotesque, you're the sickest piece of crap, you know, and what's the point? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. He probably plays golf this guy. Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, um I used to listen to you last time you were here, which was what? Last five time years I ago? was here? Oh, you mean in Fort Myers? Yeah, well this place sucks over here, so Fort yeah, Myers, you know, is uh blows. Yeah, exactly. But, in um, fact, that were, last guy that called, he should be over there on the West Coast because he, he's too old even for here. Neil, We've got you, plenty of old people here, Neil, but he's too old for here. Neil? Yeah, I've been there. How long ago? What do you mean, how long ago? How long ago? Oh, long ago. Oh, my God, Neil. This place is... Why I've don't I want to go to Myers? Huh? In fact, the station over there, you know, the Beasley station, they said, oh, why don't you come over here and make an appearance uh, some weekend? And I said, no. No. Thank God. I mean, But Neil, they said, well, you know, we want to put you on the map over I here. You want to actually got an audience here. I said, no. No. Anyway, I remember when you were leaving the air, you kept saying, I'm fired in Fort Myers. I'm fired in Fort Myers. Yeah, that was the end of my career. I've never been the same since then. Thank God I got back on. Anyway, um, that last song that you played by Aerosmith, is that on the grip, Get a Grip LP? No, no. This this is a live concert. It's uh, the brand-new album just came out. It's called A Little South of Sanity. Okay. It's a great album, by the well, way. Anyway, I wanted to ask you, do you have the Get a Grip LP? Sure, I have every one of their albums. Okay, I sure do. Do you have the CD that has the nipples on it? Right. Okay, of course. someone told me that they made some of them without the nipples. No, mine has got big nipples on it. And then there's a cow that's got nipples on it, too. These are Steve Tyler's I'm talking about. Right, right. His nipples now, are on it. I want to ask you this In fact, question. he's wearing a big nipple ring <laughs> in the one picture. He is. Right. Well, why do you find that amusing? I mean, well, I mean Steve, some people all those like musicians, they wear a lot of body jewelry, nipple rings, and uh, rings, you know. Right, 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 right. I wanted to ask you a question. Now, I'm originally from Michigan. I, I think he's born. got a little Rectum. ring in one cheek, too, I believe. Right. Well, I'm originally from Michigan. I was born in White Pigeon, Michigan. And I've I heard that, of White Pigeon, Michigan. I was just going to say, I think yeah. that means something to now, you. Now, where is that close to? It's right on the border. If you look at Michigan like a mitten, it's on the opposite side of the thumb all the way down to the bottom. Oh, it's between the thumb and your right and your rectum. Uranus, yeah. Well, anyway, um, I thought you had some radio experience in White Pigeon. Maybe you don't want to. No, I, I never was on here in White Pigeon. I was on here in Sturgis. 
Sturgis, Michigan. Marshall, right. Michigan. That's where I was born, right? Albion, there. Michigan, W A L M. Right. 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 Anyway, I'm Marshall, go Michigan, to my, uh, WMRR, which ain't even on the air anymore. Did I mention that? No. Kalamazoo? Uh, I, I then moved to the suburban area, and I remember listening to Dick Purton. Right. And I think you... Oh, I love Dick. There we go. Yeah. That's right. I'm not going to be a chronic or anything, Neil, but if right. I can get through and stuff, I, you know, I'd like to... Right. Well, but, we need some Fort Myers callers because we're dying over here, man. This this town is dead as a doornail. Well, I appreciate it. They don't know a good they, thing when they got it. I'm, I'm going to tell you, the day that I hang it up and say goodbye to that last show, the next day, hey, you know like, what, just Neil? like the seven months I was off the air, you know, oh, gee, just, oh, even New Times all of a sudden discovered they love me. Now, oh, those seven months were hell, and the, the best thing that ever happened all last year was Neil coming back on the air. How do you like that? All those pseudo-intellectual snobs at New Times, even. Yeah. Uh, I tell you one thing that's good for this area, at least for me, is this little, this little arena they built with this uh, minor league hockey team. I right. Well, we got a minor league hockey team over here too. It's <laughs> called the Panthers. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Neil. Great, talking great talking to you, to you pal. Have a great hey, day. See if you can get some of that dick on. I know you have that one dick cut with uh, the bag. Man. I'll, I'll work on dick. Okay. Dick Purton. We have an open line in day two in Broward. Four or three. And I wonder, well, they're all over the place. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Have we had a woman call here today yet? No. Huh? Some self-upstanding woman call this show after that guy calls and bitches me out and cusses me out and says I'm the El Anticristo? Boy, you people... Oh, yeah, we did have a woman earlier, didn't we? I remember what the hell she was talking about. Well, it said a lady in somewhere on there once, but it must have been such an unimportant call. It must have been pretty goddamn weak, unlike these other great calls we've had today. 5670560, oh, we got the Hank Goldberg Show at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Hey, stupid! We got Big Fat Boog Shambi, 6 o'clock, and we got Ed Kaplan. You can bet on it. Plunge your brains out at 10 o'clock tonight. Then I see tomorrow Hank and Boog are going to be at the Fort Lauderdale Stadium. What is that for? Huh? You're asking me? They're going to be. Well, let me look. Let me look on the schedule. See what that's all about. <laughs> um. Oh, the Marlins at the Orioles. They're probably going to be. Hank and Boog are going to be picketing out there against the Orioles' trip to Cuba. Of course, I guess they haven't heard the rest of that story about how they're. Well, we don't want to keep repeating it too much. Here's Lake Worth. Hello. Lake Worth. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. You check my hearing. I'm really old, and I'm calling to find out if it still works. Yeah, how do you like that? The guy's That's got a miracle. Somebody stole his miracle ear. Yeah, my God. Yeah. Hey, about wanted the... to listen again to see if I was hearing it right. Right, exactly. Well, that, I'll give him credit for one thing. That's an origi- original excuse. Well, now you're an audiologist. You can check people's ears. Mm-hmm. There you go. Your breastbone. Yes. If you miss work, you can collect workman's comp. How do you like that? I mean, you know, I've never had a, a bad breastbone before. I've, you know, old and falling apart, so I've had a bad just about everything else. But a bad breastbone? Two thirds of your paycheck staying home's not bad. Right. There you go. Okay. I've been listening since the Zeta days. This is my second time calling. Well, God bless you, sir. Thank you, sir. Now get out of that place up there, please, before it's too late. Well, I live up here and work in Fort Lauderdale, so it's not that bad. Okay. Foreigner, the Eagles, and you too. You were doing well till you got to the last one. Have a great day. Oh, you too. Ooh. Ooh. Love foreigner. Eagles are good. I love foreigner. Huh? I don't like having too many foreigners in town, but I do like foreigner. Okay, we got 600 open lines. Last call for phone calls today. We've had a rough two days here on this show. I'll be the first one to tell you that. I mean a really brutal, rough, rugged two days. Which I, for the life of me, I can't figure it out. I can't figure this time. Maybe if I stayed on the air here 50 years, I might start to begin to understand it. I don't think so. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Are there any women out there? Is there a woman who watches Guiding Light out there? Which is getting really ridiculous. This Danny and Michelle business. I mean, it's, uh, I love the way he grabs her around the neck. You know what I'm saying? 
And what he's really trying to say is if I could have been on the show with the original Michelle, who was a hot number, then maybe I wouldn't feel like strangling you. Forget about the fact that we're the only mafia family. How can you have only one mafia family in town? And it turns out they're Puerto Ricans <laughs> on top of it all, huh? Seriously, this is this is the kind of crap that some of us watch. The soap operas, no matter how ridiculous it is, like those assholes that watch the days of our lives with Stefano De Niro. He's a Russian-Irish mobster, whatever that is. Stefano De Niro with a Russian with a bad Transylvanian accent. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Okay. Yeah, right. I can tell you're really bored about everything. Yeah. Uh, well, you and me too talking to these people. Well, I get to listen to it while I'm cleaning pools out here all day long. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Allman Brothers from their like first three albums up until their double live album? What I do you think, think? Uh, <laughs> I think once they got beyond a certain number of drugs, I think that was pretty much it for them. Yeah. You know? That's what before the heroin out. kicked in. Right. That's right. Uh, uh, what about Jeff Beck as a guitar player? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Beck, no Jeff with Beck? Drunk. Yeah, he's okay. Yeah. You didn't like Jeff Beck? Yeah, Jeff Beck was great. Yeah. Okay, how about, uh. Okay, how about going back to the some pool? Get out of there. Get that algae out of there, sir, before it's too late. Open lines in Dade, Broward, Palm Beach, Key West, West Coast, Fort Myers, Naples, Venice, Venezia, 5670560, oh, Palm 560 on the AT. Oh, here's a lady in Naples. How do you like that for a jackpot? Hello. Hi, Neil. This is a lady? Yeah, this is a lady. It is. I just have a deep voice. Oh, I'm boy. getting over a cold. Okay. I believe you. I used to call you. I don't have to do I'm a test. Boca. I used to be a flower girl over there. Anyways, um, do you like Steely Dan? <laughs> oh. And you gazed up at me. And the answer was... <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite Steely Dan record, Drowning in a Sea of Puke. Are we out of gas? Yeah, we're out of gas. Oh, well. Yeah, okay. just, nobody mentioned him, so I was that, And now you know why. Thank but you. I... Okay. Five, six, seven, Steely Dan, huh? I'd uh, get that checked, whatever you got, sweetheart. I'd have somebody take a look at it. And your throat, too. Five, six, seven, oh, five, sixty. We're going too fast with that number. Come on, give it a little slower. You might get a call or two here before between now and two o'clock. All these years, all this wasted energy when I could have been talking to people that really would have, uh, you know what I'm saying? I could, I, seriously, no, I could have been talking to an audience of people that really were into whatever I'm talking about. They really understood, that really appreciated, that really, you know, whether it was serious or humorous or disgusting or vulgar, whatever it was. You know, people that really, there was a yin and a yang and a bat. This is, uh, this is just talk about, that, it's good that we're talking about drummers because that's what I do five days a week here, every goddamn week. It's like beating on a goddamn drum, just banging and pounding on his phone. Yanking on it. Here's a, a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, how you doing, Neil? Great. Never been better, sir. Excellent. I can't say I'm an old fart, but at least I'm a young fart. Yeah. And I can hear you just fine, and I love your show. Yeah. Uh, tell that uh, old guy if he calls back, which I don't think he can dial the phone without some assistance, that he just can go back to Canada if he wants to, because uh, I'm sure they're not full. Okay, thanks. Whatever you said. Okay, five, six, seven... You got those numbers so far? Five. Here's the way it works. You pick up that instrument, you know, with little uh, buttons on it. Five six seven zero five sixty. Maybe they don't get the uh, oh! part. Maybe I should be saying zero. Okay. I noticed some of the other shows they say zero five sixty. That's our poll question today, by the way. When they ask for your credit card number, do you say zero or O? Huh? Zero or O? Oh! Huh? That's a good question. That should kill about thirty seconds. 
That's that would that would be the kind of thing I would talk to Sam, the promotion man. And by the way, tell these people, George. I'm, I don't want to start getting pushy, but just because we happen to all be on the third floor now, that doesn't mean we want to see them in here a lot. You know what I'm saying? See, I'm not into that. I know that they're very big into schmoozing and you know and uh, talking with all the board ops and the producers and the or the boyfriends on that morning show. And but uh, we're not into that on this show. We like being antisocial. We're here to do a job. I know that may come especially on today. It's a shock to you that we're doing any kind of a show. And I'm not even sure myself. But that's what we're here to do. We're not here to schmooze and to uh, you know. I mean, George is here to schmooze when uh, Shannon shows up, but you know she's on our show. Four minutes before noon at 560. Yeah, you don't know about our intern that George hired, by the way, huh? Boy, what a knockout she is. Now, she's a Victor's, uh, what is she, a sister? Neat. How can he have a niece? Oh, and I apologize, Victor, I forgot your name. I did forget his name when he came back that day, huh? You want to know why? Because he got old and ugly. Neil, God. My face. <laughs> the go, go ahead, Mike. I forgot to read <laughs> Here's a poem. Yeah, why don't you do that, Mr. Mayor? Okay, go ahead, yeah. The poem is called The Ladies of Harley. Mm-hmm. A poem. We knew all that. Thank you. My face is in the wind. My leather sheet blown up to my chin. Tooling along on my scooter with all of my bros, trying to ignore the bug that flew up my nose. <laughs> my chick is relieving tension by rubbing my head, but I'm wearing my helmet, so I wish she'd rub my shoulders instead. <laughs> I've been riding nine hours, and that may sound dumb. My fingers are cramped, my tushy is numb, the sun is hot. The wind rubs me raw. My lady is freezing the studs off her bra. <laughs> Even though it's chilly, she's not wearing many clothes. Last time she wore this outfit, her silicone froze. <laughs> now she wants to get a face lifted. Even though her implants are in the process of shifting. <laughs> My dear old lady, I love you just like you are. When I first saw you dancing, Biker bar. <laughs> you told me you were a student who liked to read Shakespeare and Jog, so I offered you a chance to go ride on my hog. We've been together now through the strange and the weird, and I still love your tattoo, but I still hate your beard. Get <laughs> home to the ladies of our the uh, Dow ain't going to make it, I don't think. Now, let's see. How come they, they're stuck on the NASDAQ because they don't want to show us what the damn Dow is on CNN? Let's get over to CNBC where they never, uh, huh? Oh, the Dow's only up seven points. We were over 10,000 briefly about 9.45 this morning, and they were throwing confetti, and they were picking up Maria Bartiromo on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange and tossing her around like a goddamn uh, Barbie doll. And then they said, uh, wait a minute. Oy. It went back down again. Sorry. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, how you yes, doing? Sir. Okay. Listen, I heard something the other day that really cracked me up. They're, they were talking about a stadium or one of these sports arenas. I'm not that big of a sports fan in Broward County. And they said that 86 families in Broward County are moving in daily. And they asked the question, where are they all coming from? Can you answer that question? What does that have to do with the uh, sports arenas? What, what was that? Mean? Well, they were trying to sell out tickets. They were making a point that the tickets were going quick. Yeah. 
Okay, so do you know where these families are coming from? Are they floating over, or where are they coming from? Uranus. Open line at Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one on TV. If you would have read the rest of the article, sir, or had somebody read it to you, it told you where they were coming from. They're coming from Peru. They're coming from Argentina. They're coming from uh, all over the place. They're out of this world. Maybe they're just moving in from the sawgrass. They liked it so much out there, they decided to leave the uh, tour bus behind and just move right in. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, sir. Yeah, you sound a lot better on, uh, upstairs. Really? Way. Yes. Now, if I could just get the callers to sound better and, uh, you know, get a show going here and get my breastbone straightened out. It's much clearer. Is it really? Yes, it it's is. It's much clearer? Yes. Why would it be clearer? For whatever reason, it sounds better on my mobile. How do you like that? So, in other words, I'm sounding great, just the audience sucks. Pretty much. Yeah, that's the same as usual, yeah. Well, I uh, just called to actually mention something. I heard you the other day. Somebody had called in and uh, mentioned Rainbow as being a good band. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's only one problem with that. They're two separate bands. The second, they had a second lead singer, and he was horrible. Yeah. The first guy, they were more like Deep Purple and stuff like that. that really? Band. Yeah. They're I must have heard the second ones. The the first singer was Ronnie James Dio. And? From the band Dio. He was much better than the second guy. Yeah. So if you're ever in the store, you should check him out. Okay. Okay. Okay, thanks for the bad news. Okay, open lines all over the place. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. They're stuck on his music thing. One no Charlie's, that's all they got. There's a crying man. I got that that's why I like Aerosmith, because they got Sappy Tate. You know, Steve Tyler wrote almost any song. He's just here. I mean, you are just, uh, you know. Aerosmith's great. That's an aberration that you like them. Why is that? Because everything else you like is crappy. Elton John is crap? No. The uh, later Beatles are crap? No. Beach Boys are crap? Beach Boys are crap? No. So what are you talking about? All that other stuff you don't like. Like what? Because you don't like the Backstreet Boys. Oh, or Luis Miguel is crap. Oh, he's all right for Lounge Act. Yeah, Lounge Act. Uh-huh. No, no, what's the point? Why do we waste our time? Why are you wasting my time going through this again? I don't care what you think about my taste in music. I know I have spectacular taste in virtually everything, okay? No one agrees with you. About what? About your taste in music. Not here, no. Of course not. That's why they're here. Which is what I said before. I don't belong here. I belong like in a real place with people with some taste. Just like most of these people, they admit freely they like vanilla ice cream. Okay. Well, there you go. That's your crowd. That's your crowd. Maricon, maricon, maricon. That's your crowd. They like horse meat. Why do you say that? Because that's what they eat. Horse meat. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Taste in their tuchus. Here's Miami. Hello. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, what's up, Neil? How you doing, sir? Yeah, we palomino. Uh, we horse meat palomino. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, right. See what I'm saying? He's going back. He's going to be on the bus with the Baltimore Orioles. That bus may have a rocky trip there. Huh? Well, it might be a little bit on the watery side on the way that's 90 miles to cross. They'll get over there on that bus. That'll be a fleet of buses. They're giving a fleet enema to everybody on a bus. He'll be on it. Time is up, pal. You've had it. There you go. We're giving you 30 years to get with the program, and you refuse to do it. You're going back. 
see what uh, Fidel does with you, sweetheart. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? First okay. time caller. Great. All right. I just moved down to Fort Lauderdale, and uh, I got my num- my new number, and it's one number off from you guys, and I'm getting a lot of old ladies calling me up. and. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Great. It's just one number off, so. Well, I'll keep you busy all day. That's good. Okay, get a new phone, too, while you're at it. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Boy, let's see, nine minutes afternoon, two hours and nine minutes we'll be on today. If we had one call that was worth, uh, no. no, I don't think. We're working on it. If we take about another four or five hundred between now and two, we might get a good one. Come on, you'll see. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. All right. <laughs> Twelve fourteen at five sixty WQM. Hank will be here at two o'clock. None too soon, by the way. Six o'clock we got the uh, fat one, Book Shambi, and ten o'clock we got Ed Kaplan. As always, just keeps going round and round and round. So our poll question: Golf or uh, croquet? What were the other ones? Auto racing, boxing, and wrestling. All in the same category. Total waste of time. Judge rejects lawsuit against God. Syracuse, New York, a Pennsylvania man's lawsuit naming God as a defendant has been thrown out by a court in Syracuse. God damn it. Donald Drewski, 63, of East McKeesport, Pennsylvania, blames God for failing to bring him justice in a 30-year battle against his former employer, the steelmaker now called USX, formerly called U.S. Steel. They fired him in 1968, defended God as the sovereign ruler of the universe, and took no corrective action against the leaders of his church and his nation for their extremely serious wrongs, which ruined the life of Donald S. Drewski, the lawsuit said. Drewski wanted God to return his youth and grant him the guitar-playing skills of famous guitarists, probably like Eric Clapton, along with resurrecting his mother and his pet pigeon. If God failed to appear in court, federal rules of civil procedure says he must lose by default, Drewski argued. U.S. District Judge Norman Mordew last week found the suit, which also named former Presidents Ronald Reagan and George Bush, the TV networks, all 50 states, every single American, all federal judges, and the 100th through 105th Congress as defendants to be frivolous. How do you like that? God damn it. Yeah, he should have won. Let's sue God, okay? He's the one that invented all this crap, all these diseases, all those white spiders we talked about yesterday. But you can't say that in America because uh, you have to say a lot of things that you really don't believe for public consumption. It's just the American effing way. you got to say a whole bunch of bull crap, goody two-shoes horse crap, that everybody knows you don't believe because they don't believe it either. Here's uh, Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, Neil. Hi, yeah. Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, that guy should know something. There is no God. 
Yeah. Any case, I broke out some of my Ew, old... Oh, God. Yeah, old Aerosmith albums, 1974. Mm-hmm. Same old song and dance. Mm-hmm. How could anyone argue with this? I, I don't know how anybody can argue with me about Aerosmith. They're uh, phenomenal. And George, yeah, see, if I like it, George, just to be a contrary prick rhymes with spick, he don't like it, no, no matter what it is. Yeah, I'm going to go update these to CDs. There's a song they had, the Big Ten Inch or something like that. Right. What what album is that on? Do you know? Yeah, I mean, you're asking me like I remember which album it was well, on. Well, somebody will call it. Okay, see ya. Same old song and dance. Oh, this really is. Even if you don't usually like live albums, the new Aerosmith is great. It's got everything on there. You like the old stuff? It's got uh, Sweet Emotion, Dream On, Crazy, Walk This Way. Oh, don't walk that way. No, let's get the rest of Keep the Rich. Oh, I love it. I just love it. And I, like I got to sit, you know, when you know something is great, the idea that there are people who want you to sit, like, try to convince them that it's great. Hey, like, it's like fish food. If you don't like it, great. Eat that Tagadaz garbage, that watery swill that you like, that you think is ice cream. It's watery. Even there in the goddamn sawgrass, you know, as much of a, a, a sugar-holic as I am, as much addicted as I am to candy and ice cream and anything with refined with sugar in it, Never, other than years ago, when they first built the sawgrass, I'll admit to having a couple of trips to that Haagen-Dazs, it was always watery, like all Haagen-Dazs ice cream. When you put it in the microwave like you do with Ben and & Jerry's, and you put it in there for a few seconds, and it starts melting down, it, it's got like a watery consistency. That's not ice cream. It's more like ice milk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crap. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yeah, Neil. Yes. How you doing? This is Bobby out of Lake Placid, first time, long time. Yes, sir. I heard y'all were talking about famous drummers back in oh. the 70s. I, I hate to oh. do this to you. I hate to do this to you. Oh. Al Miola in the 70s oh. had, a, had a European drummer. Yeah. Have some, have some rectum. Remember him? Who? Have some rectum. Yeah, have some rectum, yeah. Uh-huh. And? And uh, also I'd like to... Uh, yeah, Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. That was Bobby up at uh, what do you say? Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Okay. Uh, I've been living in Coral Springs since uh, about seventy five. Retired Navy vet, and on behalf of the elderly retired people, I just like to say that we love you very much. Uh huh. And also, I enjoy a good Led Zeppelin song every once in a while. Yeah. Have a good day, Neil. Okay, and have a good day. Okay, and nice talking to you in your very pedantic, phony way. Thank you. On behalf of the old people, I would have sounded like Mike Levine, who's dead, by the way. This is Mike Levine. Anybody remember Mike Levine? No. No. See, that's one thing about it. I noticed that the audience has got collective Alzheimer's lately. No matter what it is that I bring up, nobody remembers it. Even if it's like a couple of weeks ago, they still don't remember it. Collective Alzheimer's, it must be in the water. Speaking of the water, by the way, got some scary news for you. Legionnaire's disease kills nine in the Netherlands. Oy! Nine people have died in an epidemic of Legionnaire's disease in the Netherlands, and doctors think more than 40 others being treated in the hospital have been infected. All the victims were among thousands of visitors to a flower show in a northern Dutch town last month and may have caught the potentially fatal disease from water fountains, experts said. The disease derives from bacteria in water. So all I would suggest to you, if you're going to be one of those people going to Amsterdam, since everybody seems to be obsessed now, since I like it so much over there, I would like... <laughs> spit it out. Yeah, there you go. 
just to be on the safe side. Big 10 inches on toys in the attic. Oh, that's right. There you go. And the water, too. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Mobile One line. I'll see I mean, I don't want to hear if I hear one more name of a drummer, okay? I don't care about drummers. I'm not interested in drummers. It's boring. I'd rather sit here going like that. I'd rather hear about golf, and I'd rather be dead than hear about golf, than hear about drummers. See, those are the people I was talking about last week. They can name you the drummer, the guitar player. They can name you the, the guy in the backstage, the uh, stage manager. They can name you the uh, guy that used to do the, uh, you know, the costume changes, the choreographer, the uh, the usherette, everybody. They got, and who cares? I understand Gene Krupa was a better drummer than Buddy Rich, a better golfer. What did you just say? Well, I wanted to say golfer. Gene Krupa was a better golfer than Buddy Rich? What word did you say? Here's a mobile and a gables. Hello. Hello, Neil? Yes. How you doing, Neil? I have no idea. This is a strange crowd these last two days. I was wondering. I don't know if it's you... this room or if it's just uh, this town. I don't know. Bizarre. Uh, did you get a chance to hear that um, no. Elton John inducting uh, <laughs> Dusty Springfield last no. night? Did he start crying? Did he start squirting a few again, like at the Versace funeral? No, but uh, the oh. funny thing was that he he said that he uh, he thinks she has the best female, uh, the white female rocker ever. I think that's what he said. The white female rocker, uh, the best voice ever. He had a, as a child growing up, he had his, her picture up on the wall. Isn't she a dyke, that, though? That showed, well, that's why he had her picture up on the wall. He could relate to it. <laughs> I, I mean, I he just used to get up was... every morning and say, "Canis Masmacho, picture, picture on the wall. Who's the uh, butcherest of them all?" Well, she was butchered. Oh, by a long shot. And I was wondering, last night, I, I don't know if you saw it, but on the E! Network, there were uh, profiles no. of McK Mackenzie Phillips. Macaulay Calkham? No, Mackenzie Phillips. Yeah, I know. I mean, I had, no, I had no idea she was such a wild kid. Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. I mean, from American Graffiti, I mean, she really went through a roller coaster with all the shooting up cocaine and uh, with, uh, what's that guy's name on uh, One Day at a Time? The guy's uh, name Schneider. on Schneider. Schneider. Schneider? Yeah, wasn't that his name? The superintendent or the something? Guy from, uh, the old guy from uh, the Steve Allen show? What the hell is his name that played Snyder? Oh, geez. Harrington, Patrick. Uh, Pat Harrington, there, right. There you go. Boy, George well, finally got one. Nice going, George. Hey! Pat Harrington. Well, actually, I think her and uh, Bernelli were getting getting it on in the bedroom, if you know what mm -hmm. I mean. That was, uh, you watched that show one day at a time? No, I was watching her profile, which is pretty interesting. No, but, I like you, the... but you just got through saying the guy from one day at a time. How would you know that unless you watched that oh, yeah, show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, I, I grew up. I, I was oh. watching that a lot. God, I threw up when I saw it, too. Okay, thanks for the good news, sir. Five six seven oh five sixty pound 560 on the Mobile One line. So who is the better golfer, Mackenzie Phillips or Scott McKenzie? Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, I just want to talk a little bit about hockey here because I'm from Canada. So I'm at the oh, these people don't know nothing about hockey. Yeah, I asked before you know I got my thing, the bill in the mail for the playoff tickets. Are they going to make the playoffs? I haven't had one call. They don't know nothing. They don't care. All they know about is who was beating the drum, who's playing the tom-tom. That's all they know. You know what it is. I mean, I... Jesus Christ. I'm no wonder I have such a tough time in this town. Talk well, about narrow in scope. Well, I was lucky enough to be up in Maple Leaf Gardens over Christmas before they closed it down. And yes. That was an experience, I tell you. It was fantastic right. down there. And, uh, you know, I come down here and everybody, you know, I listen to QAM just because there's no other good radio stations in Florida. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody says, oh, you got to change allegiances. you got to be a Panthers fan. Of course not. Fan. That's ridiculous. You no, know, I try. But I listen to Jeff Rimmer and uh, Danny Potvin on, 
on sunshine, and I just I just want to puke because it's just horrible. It's horrible. Anybody that likes hockey, anybody that doesn't like hockey, how can you listen to these guys? How about Christina Moore on this station? That's why rumors sound so great on TV compared to Christina Moore. Well, I don't know. It's really tough, and I I can understand why people don't get into hockey because it's not a hockey town. People don't seem to care, and the people that do care are stupid and. They don't. No. They know nothing about it. They right. don't know anything about it. And what do they know? They know who the drummer was for some group that don't even exist anymore. Thirty years ago, that's what they know here. Their the minds are in the crapper, the sir. Their minds are in the crapper. Anything important like hockey, they know nothing about. They know golf. That's what they know. Well, golf. You know what though? You keep bashing on Whammy, and I think it's big too. But first time I saw you was on Whammy. You were sitting out there with your little Toronto Maple Leafs hat or whatever that Dini or whatever that it is. I'm right. Jewish, so. So you got to thank them for something because it turned me on to you. Okay. That's it. And go Leafs go. All right. And butch up. And have a great day. Yeah, butch up Leafs, please, soon. Okay, we have, look at that, two lines left on the goddamn board. Oh, this is, these two days, I, I'm telling you, I should have called in sick, got my kidney straightened out. I wouldn't be surprised if I wound up with kidney failure from that damn uh, HCT, that blood pressure stuff that Dr. Paskuniak put me on. See, i got 45 different doctors now, and none of them are, like, involved. It's like, okay, well, Dr. Doolittle, that one. Yeah, I got him, too. Should be taking blood tests, don't you think? See if my electrolytes are imbalanced. See if my kidneys are still in good shape. Put me on a very powerful uh, blood pressure drug. Change it on me. And that's it. Now, good luck to you. That's the last you hear from these guys. 5670560, pound 560, on the cool and heartless mobile one line. Yeah, what was that? Oh, that's the uh, website rejoin. What? Floridians, dumb as dirt. A baby and no wife God knows what his kid has in store To all the boys from Neverland You're finally safe from his gloved hand There's no more Ferris wheel Playing let's make a deal and when he feeds, he sits, not stands. 1231 at 560 WQAM. By the way, last day, did you see Dateline? Did you see the piece on the kids going door-to-door selling candy, which I've talked about many times? See, the problem is, again, where I'm out of step, and I'm very proud to say that I'm out of step, is I don't uh, go for that crap. Oh, I don't open up my door to strangers. I don't want pee. I don't care who is bringing them around, and I don't care uh, what they are, what complexion, uh, what anything. Stay the hell away. Kids selling candy door to door, allegedly for charities, allegedly for kids at charities, and it's just another goddamn scam. And yes, years ago I was cornered into buying one of those uh, boxes of crappy candy, and guess what? Very expensive too, by the way, like six bucks a box. You open it up, and there's about eight pieces of the lowest crap, the lowest grade. I mean, even my dogs wouldn't eat that crap. That's how bad that candy is. And they're going door to door. And unfortunately, some of my neighbors, you know, support and subsidize that kind of nonsense because they, uh, you know, buy stuff from these kids. Nice going, neighbors. Thank you. Encouraging them to come back and invade the neighborhood again and again and again. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five, just like when those carolers came uh, up on the lawn. I thought it was like an invasion from outer space or something. I'm watching my security monitor there, and here comes fifty thousand little kids with about four adults bringing them up there, and they're knocking on the door at Christmas time to, to carol me at the door. Did I answer? The, did I answer the door? No. No. It's got nothing to do with Scrooge. First of all, I don't celebrate Christmas. Number one and number two, if I want Christmas carols, I'll sing them. All right. I'll have Steve Tyler come by and sing them. Grinch. Right. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Let me tell you how fed up with boxing I am. Yeah. Back, back in June of 97, I was stupid enough to pay $450 and go to the Tyson Holyfield fight. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a schmuck. Yeah, stupid. Only to find myself in the middle of a bunch of lime green suits rioting, get the casino closed. I, I swore I would never watch fighting again after that night yeah. until this Saturday night I watched it. Now I'm really done. Uh-huh. Anyone who ever pays for how, how a much boxing event... How much does it take for the suckers to get the message? I don't know uh, what everybody's belly aching about. That's, that's as bad as wrestling, I tell you what. It's I mean, all you, have to do, all you got to do is look at Don King, and if he's involved, you just look at him. Forget about anything else about him, okay? Forget about all of the, the uh, alleged crimes and convicted ones. Just look at him, and that tells you right off the bat, scam, all right? That's all you exactly. need to know. Scam. The highlight of that night going to the Tyson Holyfield fight was walking by Al Pacino and, and waving to him. That was about the highlight of that night. Yeah. And then trying to get out of there alive. Well, for 450 bucks, that's not bad, I guess, huh? Yeah. Imagine a bunch of guys. You can wait for me. I'll do it for 100. What's that? I say don't do it again. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile and for 150 I might even wait back. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. I think that the uh, what you heard from Toronto. That rash you had? Yeah. I think that's dust mite. You dust might, mite? Dust mite. I think you might have to go see an allergist. Dust mite? That's dust mite. Bite like that and make a like little, It's like little lines across the back or the body, the legs or whatever. They right? do what? Like little lines that you have around the body. Little bites like a line. Yeah, but like, then there's another one that's like a big scratch. Right, they're big scratches, right. That's dust mite. Dust mite? Yes, sir. Scratch like that? Yeah. Why the hell don't they, uh, you know, clean the sheets up there? That's what it was. Fancy That's hotel, what it was. Slobs. That's what it was. Uh huh. But you might have to uh, go see your allergist. See him for what? Uh, you might have to do one of those skin. Yeah, but skin. but they're all healing up. Yeah, they'll go away now. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna have to change hotels, or maybe just so. But what do I need to see an allergist for? Well, just make sure you don't have it. Okay. Okay. Whatever. What? What? what do anybody know what he just said? No. No. It's probably an allergist. Five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, how many doctors can you go see? I'd like, you know, Dr. Mark, Dr. Doolittle, he should come up here and take my blood again like he did that one time. This week. Seriously. He should come up here if he has any concern, any uh, empathy whatsoever for the mess that I'm in. Take some blood to see how the kidney functions are going, the electrolytes with this uh, change of blood pressure, which he didn't do that. Of course, he was the one that told me to get off the ad altogether. Remember that day my blood sugar went skyrocketing up, zooming up, zooming up. John Bolte was doing a play-by-play on it. On my blood pressure. And thank God I brought that pill in that day or I would have had to rush home. I'd probably be uh, Martha right now. Yeah, just come on in with, uh, with a big needle, okay? And maybe take my blood too. And let's check all of these things out. All of these things and once and for all. Because actually in every other respect I'm coming along pretty good. Except my kidneys are giving out and my breastbone is uh, thanks to this place yesterday. Unbelievable. Only by accident, I'm sitting here like hunched over this thing again today, and I realize that this wooden thing is hitting my breastbone just where it's sore from sitting here four hours yesterday. Nice going, Greg and the Carpenters. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Bush League, baby. Bush League. Here's Boca. Hello. 
Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. I called last week. I started to complain about your bitching, and you converted me over. And I, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, that was really I, tough. I, I I love it. I'm telling you right now. I'm a I'm a bitchaholic. I don't miss your show for nothing. I'm telling you, you're the greatest. Yeah. And I, I just want to say to all them guys out there that can't stand your bitching, bug off. Ron and John, bug off. Okay. Ron and Ron, bug off. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. If you move quickly, we have about one hundred and twenty three open lines waiting on you in Fort Myers, in Naples, in Fort Pierce, in Vero Beach, in Jupiter, Uranus, Lauder Hill, Kendall, Coconut Grove, Coconut Creek, Coral Gables, Coral Springs, Plantation, Plantation Acres, Sunrise, Tamarack, Weston. How's Kim Weston doing, by the way? Anybody seen her lately? No. Oh, I love Kim Weston. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Never would have guessed that last guy was from Boca. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, did you happen to read the uh, Scum Sentinel this morning? Yes. Did you uh, Did you see that about the homeless guy that was uh, hustling money in a wheelchair? No. Because right there on the front page, the uh, the cops were uh, coming after him. He jumped out of his wheelchair and ran. Veteran hungry, please help. Yes. That looks like Buddy Nevins. Yeah, that looks just like Buddy Nevin. Now, now, what was that? What did he just hang up for? What was the point of that? Was there I guess he was done. Oh, he was done? Yeah, he was done before I punched it up. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. we got about 400 open lines today. Women, they're not talking. They're out there busy watching the ladies golf. That's what they're doing. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, let me, um, as a homeless person in the city of Miami, let me tell you, that the lawsuit against the city of Miami was settled. It was not ever published in the paper, to my knowledge. What lawsuit are you talking about? I'm talking about the ACLU, uh, the Pottinger case. The what? The Pottinger case. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. Why? It was See, the why, why would you? Since we're not talking about that, why would you call out of the blue and say the lawsuit was settled as okay. if I know what you're talking about? I figured that you would know because you uh, occasionally do say something about the homeless. Yeah. Okay, and I'm homeless. Yeah. And I figured that you might be interested in it. I thought you might have a little interest in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me read. Let me read to you. Oh, don't read to me, please. Okay. Okay. I won't. I won't read to you. Let me. Let me just tell you. Okay. It, it goes back with Judge Atkins, who recently died. Okay. I'm listening, but you're not saying anything, okay. sir. Okay, what, what You're I'm, not saying anything that I can make anything but chop liver out of. I don't know what you're talking okay. about. What, what goes back to Judge Atkins? What it be? Okay. What it be? The city of Miami yes. was harassing the homeless people. Right. Okay. And it took five, almost eight years to settle this lawsuit where they destroyed people's property, where they arrested people for doing nothing. And it was never published in the paper exactly how much these people got. Well, what, who, what people got? The, the people that filed the lawsuit? Yes, the people that filed the lawsuit were homeless people. And? Everybody is supposed to get $1,500 yeah. from the city of Miami, which right. totals up to... That'll buy a lot of Ripple, Ripple right? Yeah, $900,000. A lot of cigarettes in Ripple, right? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is, but at least the city of Miami knows... That the ACLU would take them to court when they harassed the homeless people. Yeah. 
Okay, I was living over on Watson Island when this went on, uh-huh. and nobody, nobody harassed us until the end. When they told us to leave, we had all our property over there, and, and it was destroyed. Now, let me ask you, why are you homeless? Why am I homeless? Yeah. Because I can't find a job that that's going to pay anything in yeah. the city of Miami. I don't speak uh, Spanish. Yeah. Okay, I'm American, and I have been looking for a job. I can't work for five dollars an hour anymore. You can't work for five dollars an hour. Well, if you worked for five dollars an hour, you wouldn't be homeless. That's uh, yes, I would. Yes, huh? I, yes, I would. You'd sir. still be homeless. Yes, I would. Uh-huh. Yes, I would. Uh, if, I could work, if I could if I, Neil, if I could work well, for well, five how, how much would you like? Would you like about fifteen ninety-five an hour to start? How about no, the, no, no, no. Forty bucks an hour? No, no. Seventy, eighty grand a year? No. Yeah. I would like at least twenty thousand to start. Twenty thousand a year. Okay. Well, listen. I'll put you on hold. And Greg Reed says you're hired. It's got to be better than the thing. America loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. WQM, by the way, that's our poll question today. Who's the drummer for the Backstreet Boys? Open line of date, 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Uh, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of money, you yesterday had uh, said you had a uh, mutual fund that was doing pretty good. Yeah. Uh, was it a crisis, you said? Oh, we got several that are doing good mutual funds. My stocks suck. Yeah, well... Uh, my mutual funds aren't doing so good. Really? No. I mean, well, the one I was talking about is the Dreyfus Appreciation Fund. That's done great for me. Appreciation Fund. Right. Okay. All right. Anything else? Now, if you're looking for investment advice, you came to the wrong guy, man. If I tell you, run in the other direction. Ah. Every No, seriously, I have the minus touch in reverse. No matter what I touch, it turns to instant crap. Well, can't be doing too much better or worse than mine. Okay, try, Dreyfus Appreciation. You won't lose a dime, okay? Got it. Okay. Thanks. That's one. 
I got a few others, like that Solomon Smith Barney. Those, like I told you, there's their uh, stuff sucks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I mean, here the here the Dow. I mean, it is down a few points now. It's not going to make ten thousand again today like it did earlier. But nevertheless, it's hovering way up there to around the ten thousand level. And I'm a guy that's got uh, all this crap. You know, caterpillar. Just the name caterpillar should tell you right off the bat. You know, oh, creepy. You know, ugh. Tractors, farmers. You know, who the hell wants to get involved in all of that? All those commodity prices are in the crapper. Who the hell's buying tractors when they can't uh, sell their crap? Hilton Hotels. And like I said, you buy these newsletters from people that pretend that they know something, even the really expensive ones, the value line, value line select. Oh, yeah. And you know something? If you just put the money away that you're paying for all these services, you could uh, have a nice little nest egg there in the bank. 750 year, uh, bucks a year for value line select. First stock I buy from that thing, it's down a buck since I bought it. CNF trucking rhymes with get yourself a good screwing, something like that. Yeah, take your CNF and uh Yeah. Oh, it's all a bunch of bull crap. It's like it's like everything else. It's like the guys that come on television, that faker that tells you you're gonna get rich selling real estate, you know? You know the one I'm talking about? I can't think of his name. The one with the lathe? Yeah. Oh God. What a pile of crap. Oh, and then there's the old guy with the real estate too. All bull crap. Those people really had all the secrets that the only reason that they're making a ton of money is because suckers like us are sending in buying their bull crap. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, uh, about two and a half weeks ago, I told you I was a huge Doors fan, but I didn't think Jim Morrison was a great singer. Uh-huh. Uh, and everybody's re- still laughing at you, right? Absolutely. I like to retract it. Wrong. I like to retract it and the statement, too. Uh, well, what do you mean you like to retract it? Why would you say it in the first well, place? Well, if you really think about it, if you give a lot of this musical equipment uh, to when Jim Morrison was alive, he... I mean, cause a lot of these singers nowadays, they have all this equipment that enhances their voices, and really, you just don't know really what they sound like. Yeah. And I never, of course, I've never had the privilege of uh, watching... Uh, watching Jim Morrison with an album. Well, listening to Jim Morrison live, mm-hmm. obviously. And uh, a lot of these other rock... Oh, by the way, I didn't know... It's funny that you're playing that song, Neil. Yeah. As uh Don Henley uh, is uh, uh, sings backup in that song. I didn't know that. Isn't amazing. Yes. I Don didn't... Henley. Yes, absolutely. It's I. Uh, I didn't know that. And, uh, Are you sure? I am a hundred. Are you sure? I am sure. I am hmm. sure. If I'm wrong, you can do whatever, but uh, I, I'm a hundred percent sure. Okay, I'll look it up. Uh, I'll look into your liner notes. In, in any case, Neil, uh, today is the uh, some you have some rock bands being inducted to the, to the Hall of Fame. Uh, one of them being Dusty Springfield, and I that don't... That was yesterday. Oh, was it yesterday? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, what's his face? And uh, uh, Jim El- Morrison's dead. That was a little while ago. <laughs> El- Elton John said that uh, Dusty Springfield was the best white singer ever in the history of whatever. The I, best I, white singer or white, the best white female white, singer? I think he said white singer. Yeah, because somebody before said uh, best female singer. No, he said white. Either he said white, white singer. The best wife he ever had. White German broad. Nobody believed that. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why he would make a statement like that. But because that uh, was his opinion. A white singer. I, well, why? Why'd you have to go to white singer? I mean, come on. Because there are too many good white singers. Among who? Among the human race. <laughs> among singers. Jim Morrison, Steve Tyler, Elton John, mm-hmm. Dusty Springfield. Any more? <laughs> Not that I can. I okay, never. Thanks. There you go. 
Why, did I leave somebody out? Enrique. He's he's Hispanic. He's not white. What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah, I forgot. I tried to explain that. I tried to explain that to you a million times. Lucy! Lucy! Okay, let's go to uh, Miami Beach. Hello. Neil, how you doing? Okay. Hey, listen, Hispanic is your ethnicity. White is your race. Right. Yes. So Enrique is not white. Yeah. He, well, what, he, is he black? He's got a little black in him. Yeah, well, I'd say so. Don't tell my boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Listen, I got a comment. Said, I didn't say that. Uh, uh, specifically about what's wrong with this town with the old people and here on Miami Beach with, Oy. The, with the ultra orthodox people. Oy. Yeah. Number one. The Hasidim. Yes. All right, number one, two weeks ago, I go to the movie with my girlfriend over in Aventura at that new multiplex they have, right. stadium seating. Right. Show up there half an hour early. We're the only ones in the place. Oi! couple comes and sits down right next to us. There's a thousand seats. I'm talking arm in arm right next to us. So yeah, we look well, at each other. looking for a little, maybe they, since they closed that swingers club, up, they're looking for a little action. Huh? <laughs> yeah, Could uh, be. They weren't going to get it with us. They weren't, they weren't good, good enough, but... uh. We look at each other, we laugh, we're like, you know, who are these weirdos? We move over a seat. The next couple comes in, an old man and his wife, and oh, guess where they want to sit down? On the other side. On the other side, and as the old man. Well, so why didn't you sit on the end? I, who, who if the place is empty and you got every row, sit on the end of the row. Well, now I know. But then I'm, that way you don't have anybody on the right, and then that way when some assholes come and sit next to you who are old and ugly and you don't want to screw around with them, then you move to another row. <laughs> well, she goes to sit down, and I say, wait, wait, can you please, please move over? Sounds like those couples chasers I was talking about that one day, right? Yeah, yeah. And okay, and the second thing is, yeah. is uh, we, we, we have some... Uh, They're the worst. We have a friend who is Orthodox Jewish, okay? She, she converted. And uh, we had a death in the family, and people bring over a basket of, you know, this or that, whatever. And and she goes, and she, I guess she, she's forced by Jewish law to only um, buy from other Orthodox Jews. Yeah. And she brings over a basket of all Orthodox stuff, and it was fat. Neil, it Correct. was the worst crap in right. the world. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Well, and anybody who dresses like that, you think they got good taste? I mean, I, I mean, you, if you, if I could have told you what was in there, the 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 uh, gelatin that you have to make yourself, a can of sardines, a uh, tangy taffy. You I mean, thought that I was stupid, stupid. Yeah. Crap. And and in closing, the best thing that came out of uh, Steven Tyler, his daughter Liv, she's smoking. Okay, hot. you said that already once before. Okay. You said exactly the same thing uh, last time. You go exactly. Get some new material, okay, sir? Please. I told you it was chronic. Get some material. Boy. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. I'm going to tell you, this, this chair, the way, I don't know what it is. It's the same chair we had downstairs. Maybe it's the way that I have to sit in this chair to keep my head above water. But the way this thing is configured now, I'm ready to explode here. I'm telling you. Because it's driving, you know what I'm saying? It's driving, right. You heard of that song, Pile Driving Man? Well, that's what it's doing. Right toward the old, uh... Rectum. Right. God. I don't want to start, you know, bitching too much, because then that guy will call back from Boca again. He's boring, too. But Christ almighty. Talk about a lack of comfort. I I'm going to sit on this goddamn metal chair. This is crap. Oh, God. Hey. What? I can barely see your head. Okay, now. you know something? So I'm sitting on the floor, but at least, number one, I don't have to sit up against the table because I can, I can actually sit up straight, which I have the worst posture in the world to begin with. But at least I can sit up straight without being, like, pushed forward like I'm going to slide off. It's like sitting on a sloped uh, kiddie's chair. 
on, on a high chair. I'm sure there's a way to lock that chair. Yeah, so lock it up forward. and throw away the key, okay? It's a piece of dreck like everything else in this place. Look at this. I'm sitting on the guy like a little child. I'm sitting like a young Neil all over again, sitting on the goddamn floor. Christ. Yeah. I'm about like two inches like, like a munchkin. What are you doing there down on the floor, Neil? Huh? You're looking for glory holes. You know, I think back to that. You know, she was on uh, a minute ago. Again, this uh, Maureen Orth that wrote the Cunanan book. She is making the rounds on every guy that she's peddling this book. She's pumping it. And it is a pretty interesting book, except, of course, for the fact that all the people she's writing about in here are dead. So it's kind of hard to really be positive about the accuracy of most of it. They're all dead. But that thing about the glory holes, I mean, uh, a waist-high hole barely large enough to accommodate a man's finger. Maybe she was talking to Finger Man, and he said it felt like a finger. I've never seen a glory hole that was only big enough to accommodate a man's finger. But that thing about, in accordance with the prevailing etiquette, you're supposed to kneel down and stick your penis under the stall. How can you do that? Seriously, unless you're a major contortionist, how can you... And, and you have to assume that the other person, assuming that they want to reciprocate, they're also kneeling down on the other side of the stall. I mean, you can't fool anybody with a brown paper bag on this deal, I'll tell you that. It's the one to two hour. January is oatmeal month. And what better way to celebrate than with a good hot album? It's the greatest hits of Hall and Oatmeal. You'll get songs like, It's a Thick Gruel. It's a Thick Gruel. Oil and stir it. Add some sugar so you know it's not glue. Save money, you can throw out your staplers. Save money, it'll hang wallpaper. You'll also get hits like, You've lost that lumpy feeling. She's gone for another bowl. And Bran Eater. That's the greatest hits of Hall and Oatmeal. A hearty way to start your day. I'll tell you one thing. I thought I was headed for another bowl there a few minutes ago. But now that I'm sitting in the uh, chair, George came in here and readjusted it in the chair, too. And I'm sitting up here like nice and erect, like a real human being. We got the chair. It, it was on, like, slide. It was, like, sliding down. No, seriously. It was on slide. And then, of course, if you put in that other thing, I'm sitting here with my uh, rectum up in the air, which is not my usual position, whether you believe it or not. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I'm not bluffing. Here's a mobile in Cooper City. Hello. Hi Neil. Yes sir. So, so now you're erect and straight. What is it? Yeah, I'm, I'm erect and straight. Erect and straight. Uh-huh. Neil, the, the Part other of day. It, anyway. The other day, Jeff Gordon won another race. Yeah, I saw I, that. Jeff Gordon won another goddamn race. How's he, 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 he doing? I think he might be Irish. Could he's be. Either, he's either Irish or Jewish. I, I know he's not he's Jewish. He's not Jewish. I'll guarantee you that. But I don't know There's if no smart. Jewish race car drivers. We've got a few Jewish hockey players. Oh, and by the way, speaking of hockey players, how come it's now a new deal that every team's got to have one black goon on the team? What the hell's this guy with Buffalo? I never knew they had some dark-complected guy. I'm watching their game last night. Tough game. Beat the Islanders 2-1. to one. But they got some uh, Schwarz, I mean, some black guy on there. It's like, uh, man, he threw a check in. I forget who the hell he hit. I mean, a clean check. Just just blew this guy out. I mean, just let, it was great. Nice going, Eric Oh! And then the, the Rangers got a guy, scored a goal last night. In fact, it was their only goal in that boring tie game that they played. That was pathetic. Uh, what is his name? G-N-Z-X-Q. He's, got a, he's like from Africa, this guy. See, I'm telling you, I don't want, I don't want to start picking on our dark-complected brothers, but hockey was supposed to be for white guys. Every time you open up the door, 
You know, it's like in your neighborhood. Every time you open up the door a little bit, and then there's one, hey, all of a sudden, here's another one, here's, and then they're all over the place. Can't we have anything left? Can't we have? Can't we keep hockey? No. Like golf. There was that Ernie Els. Isn't there Ernie Els? I don't know, one of those guys. And then there's Tiger Woods. All of a sudden, there's all these dark-complected golfers all over the place. For those idiots that want to watch golf. Same with hockey now. Uh, you know, it seems to me when I went to bed Friday night, there were like uh, about half a dozen black players in the NHL. I wake up Monday morning, now there's 20. I told you they reproduce like rabbits. What is that? Where the hell do they all come from? Here's Moisey Tatupu on the, uh, you know, Montreal Canadiens. What? Where the hell did he come from? Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Let me try pushing the button. Here's Miami, like I said. Hello. The homeless guy was the best call of the year. In the How do you like that? He ain't going to work for no lousy five bucks an hour. He's going to live in a box. Okay, and you're chronic. Open line at Broward, 567. I don't want to hear from chronics. We're dying for calls the last two days. Too many chronics. Chronic. Cry like that guy before with his uh, bull crap about Stevie Tyler's daughter. Get some new material. Write some. Let Stevie write it. And by the way, speaking of great artists, since George always is concerned about did they write the music, well, Steve Tyler yeah. Yeah, wrote more. I wasn't even aware of that. I never even realized that because I just listen to the music. I don't study it. I'm not interested in the life stories of every time I hear a song of all the musicians and who their girlfriends were and their boyfriends and both of the above. I don't care. But I'm looking at the liner notes on his new uh, Aerosmith album, the live uh, Little South of Sanity, and I'm looking at every goddamn cut, all these great songs, all the best Aerosmith. He wrote it. Mister, how do you like that? I like Aerosmith. You do not. And Stevie Tyler. You're full of crap. Don't try backtracking now. It's too late. You said he looked like a goddamn monkey. Yeah, that's besides the point. And he does. Here's uh, Boca. Hello. Boca. Okay. Probably that same asshole again. Here's a Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? Okay. I wanted to comment on the, the homeless guy who called. What the hell was he talking about? Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Chronic. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. Uh, well, at least we still have the men's water polo. Uh, no blacks in that, I don't believe. No. And don't I don't be too know. sure. And they all that men's tennis. And, 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 and what do you mean men's tennis? There's uh, Schwarzer. There's dark complected. What's that one guy's name with all the beads <laughs> in his hair? You know the one I'm talking about. No, you're talking about Venus Williams. She's no, no, no. There's a guy. Get out of here. I know Venus. Well, no, there's a guy with that <laughs> stuff, too. Uh, also, Neil, I, want, together. Neil, I had the pleasure of riding on a plane with some of those uh, Hasidim from, uh, from Miami Beach. Rub, rubbing their nipple rings together, yes. And what's that, that box thing they put on their head and their arm? I mean, they were, they were really... Uh, they were laying it. Yeah, they were laying tefillin. They were go bobbing they up and the, down. They were in the S&M. They were bobbing. Yeah, tell them to bob up into the 20th century before it ends. That would be good. Come on, all you Hasidim, come into the 20th century. It's almost over. Before it's over. Oy. And that includes David, uh, George's accountant, too. You uh, stone-aged lunatic, you. Maniac. And by th th thanks very much for the bottle of that uh, Mutzivas or whatever the hell that was, that crap that you brought me that cost me five bucks, that tincture of, uh, tincture of ripoff. Hey, it brings me a bottle of uh, I think I think it was like holy water. He brought me at the hockey game that night. Five bucks to rub up to smear on my uh, and I open up the bottle. I could hear the cracking sounds. Like oh boy, here we go again. Not bad enough. I got all kinds of cracked doctors around me. So you think my doctor's going to come and take my blood again? He better. 
This other, this other, all of these doctors, I don't understand. How the hell can they have a conscience to do that? They just, they do all these precarious, and then they just leave your hand dangling there. And then, of course, all of a sudden, when your kidneys give out and it's too late, oh, my God, geez, well, now we're going to put you on dialysis, and you're done, man. You're done. Too bad you ate all that ice cream. Yeah. Too bad I didn't have doctors who cared enough to send their very best and follow through and be involved on a moment-to-moment. That's the kind of doctor I'm looking for. Not some kind of like, uh, you know, Dr. Doolittle or Dr. G. You know, see, the guy at the uh, clinic there, Cleveland Clinic, he's a nice guy, but he wants to dazzle you with his knowledge. Oh, no, it couldn't be that because, uh, you know, he goes through this whole litany to impress you with all the stuff that he knows. Whatever you got, he don't know what that is, but everything else he knows. He's great. That's why they call him Dr. Paskunyak. Open line in Broward, one in Palm Beach, two in Fort Pierce, one on the West Coast, uh, one over there in Tampa, five and on the audio net all over the world. By the way, we apologize to you people that are listening like in civilized places on the audio net. This is the best we can do down here. I'm very, very sorry. You have no idea how sorry I am. You've got to stick your spoon in it, lad. Don't worry. It's not going to break. It's the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone. Live. Rolling Stone. I can't get no, no more erection. Rolling Stones. I did save it Yes, you're right. 114 and 560. Look at that. We had a half a dozen calls on the board before we went into that long, ponderous break here on All Spots Radio. One call left on the board. You know, I hate to break the news to you, but now, because of this uh, yesterday and today, now they're going to throw on the uh, Exhibition Marlins games Thursday and Friday. That's right, because they figure they can get better numbers with uh, the Exhibition Baseball than with this show, because there's obviously no interest here anymore. Starting yesterday, Thursday and Friday, we're going only till 12.50 because this show has just uh, died right here in our new studio. Died. Don't blame me. I'm still sitting here. I'm doing my thing. I'm sitting up here straight and erect, as erect as I can get at my advanced age. They they don't care enough not only to send their very best, they won't even hang on, okay? 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. In fact, they might start just making up Marlins games to put on at 1250 just to cut us back a little bit. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, how you doing? Okay. What about jockeys? I don't think we have any brother jockeys. Do sure we? we do. We do? Yeah. Gary Bain. There's uh-huh. other black, there's black jockeys. Oh, okay. Neil, one more thing. Reynolds Park, North Miami Beach. Excellent glory holes. Yeah, well, you would know. It sounds like a guy that would know. He'd probably drill them. That's a guy with a pneumatic drill. Oh, he's moved out of Westland. It got too hot for him there. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, what's up with it? This is the comments about the goon black people, man. About the what? About goony black people. Yeah. What's up with it? Why, why can't black people play uh, hockey? You think Peter Worrell is not a goon? No. Is, is Peter Worrell. I mean, what, what is this? Why, why, why do you consider black people a goons? Donald Brashear, is he like a real skilled hockey player? Is he a goon? I'm, I'm talking about guys that are fighters. Hey, was it, was it, was one way out of Stu Barnes was a fighter? Is he a goon? Is he black? Ed Jovanovsky was a fighter. Is he a goon? Is it Stu, the only Stu, goon that Stu, I see Stu, is Stu Barnes, you, and that's Stu the bottom line because Barnes is a fighter, you jackass. Another hockey, another dark complexed hockey expert. Stick to your goddamn stuff that you know about, okay? Stick to watermelon and fried chicken and stop messing up with our hockey games, okay, bro? Troll? 
5670560 in Pontiac. Stu Barnes is black and he's a fighter. Whatever the hell this guy's saying. You wouldn't know a fighter if they stuck their foot inside your rectum. Okay, and I don't think they'd waste your time. Here's a Carol City. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. How are you? Okay. Long time listener, first time caller. All right. So take it easy on me, okay? Hey, Neil, you was talking about the uh, black hockey players. Neil, I never even, I didn't even know there were any black guys. Well, there's too many. It's it's like a it's a, like a disease. It's spreading all over the place. There's black hockey players that even I don't know who the hell they are, and I'm supposed to be the expert. I'm watching games every goddamn night of my life, and I'm seeing like this guy in Buffalo last night whose name is Jean Martin, uh, John Paul Brown, uh, something or other, whatever his name is. Who the hell is this guy? Are they black Americans? I don't know. I don't know where the hell he's from. Well, Peter Wall, I don't know if he's you a know, Canadian think... African or if he's an American. I what what he is. Well, you know, I, I just recently got into hockey. Well, let's keep after your listen, people out of it, okay? Stick to, to, stick to you got hockey. basketball, you got football. You see, the only reason now we got black guys in hockey is because this Wally guy up in Miami of Ohio is a white guy, is the best basketball player in college basketball in America, and now you folks are pissed off about it, so now you want to take hockey Neil, over. Neil, please, some folks, okay? I'm a black American. Yeah. Not an African American. I'm a black Good. American. That's right. You, you, that's right. You're not no okay. uh, Afro uh, whatever, whatever they're calling. Thank you, sir. It. Neil, one more thing, and, and in closing, uh, you mentioned some time ago that. And tell that David J. Neal to stay out of our sport <laughs> too while you're at it too. Tell that sparta with a bad attitude. Yes. I was at uh, Wayne Owls here a couple of weeks ago and right. had breakfast. Didn't you? I hear you mention that uh, Murray was dead. Dead. Really? Died. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly what we said. Oh, my God. Murray was a nice guy. He was a great guy. Very nice Just remember, guy. the nice people are the dead people. That's yeah, God yeah, works they, in mysterious ways. Yeah, the yeah, bastards, I, they're still around. They're still here, and will be here forever. Like us. Okay, okay. have a great day. Very closing, yeah. please, Neil, one more time. Yeah. Cars, bridges, and boats. Okay. Open line in Dade, one in Broward, 400 in Palm Beach, a couple on Fort Myers, one over in, in uh, Naples, 5670560, Palm 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Yes, Stu Barnes was a fighter, right? <laughs> he's a fighter. All those little guys. Ray Whitney, he's a fighter. <laughs> See, before you call and open up a big hostile mouth, as Jack asked two calls ago, have some little idea what you, you know what you're talking about, which you do not. You do not be knowing what you'll be talking about. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Okay, there's a good one for you. Excellent. What was that? What that? What could that possibly? I think that uh, Larry Mixon's uh, forking around with our phone again is what I think. Here's a lady mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. I'd be glad to fight with Stu Barnes. <laughs> um, I was you calling. Wrestle with Stu Barnes. Uh, well, that too. <laughs> um, the guy on the Rangers. He's from Nigeria. Is that what I heard him say? He's on from Nigeria. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where do they have ice and nitrogen? I have no idea, but I saw him for the first time. He got the goal. He uh, shot yeah. it there from the point, and uh, Richter was, I mean, uh, whoever, who were they playing last night? I can't remember. I know he who got the, the Rangers goal. Who were the Rangers playing last night? Like, Washington. That's well, where they were playing the Cavs. His name is some kind of funny Kolzig name. Kolzig was uh, screened on a play, and uh, there was in the net. Uh, his name is like G-N-D-U-M-B-E-L-L. Gumbel. Yeah, right? I don't Something. Know. Anyway, I just wanted to say Nigeria, what? Exactly. Thank you. Okay. I think they're skating on thin ice over there. Yes. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a call in the uh, Bahamas of all places. Hello. Morning, Neil. Yeah, I'm on. How you doing? Okay. A long time was the first time caller. All right. 
Just want to say that we enjoy. We don't have any Bahamian hockey players, do we? No. Oh, thank God. Not, not yet, Neil. I haven't tried that as yet. Don't do it. I, I agree with Stick you. Stick to the drugs. Okay. But on, uh, on thought is that I, re- I agree with what you're saying. We should allow to give the white people some of their own sports. Let them stay with hockey. Right. They have everything else. That's right. You know, it's, it's a white man. You already you took away baseball, took away football. You're taking away golf, which you can have for my part. Uh, <laughs> what did I leave out? Basketball, baseball, football. I mean, you're taking away everything else. Yeah. Because the and the Schvoes took over baseball. But, Neil, notice this. We well, that, that, that's why they had to juice up the baseball for Mark McGuire last year. And then, of course, Sammy Sosa had to jump on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is both of the above, Spo and Spo, you know. I agree. But at the, at the same point in time as this, is that the blacks didn't take over the baseball. We have the Spits taking over the baseball. That, that's that's right. Bad. That's right. Okay. And also that the skiing. How many black skiers do we have, Neil? The white people are known to stick in the snow. Yeah. You know. But, uh, Neil, you're doing yeah, but great. Wait till, we, wait till we ship your ass up north, you know. Oh. You'll find out about all those winter sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you'll find out what being really freezing your ass is all about. Hey, but Neil? Yes. The banana boat doesn't make it to the snow. Am I correct? Yeah, man. Whatever you said. Okay, have a great day, man, and sell some good crap. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. So, did uh, Doctor Feelgood's office call yet to say he was coming by this week to take my blood again? Well, he's got to. I'm going. I'm offering. I'm putting the challenge out right now to Doctor Feelgood to see if he, you know he called the other last week with a very embarrassing call. I think it was a week ago Friday. See if somebody really cares about my failing health. Potching around. I mean, we're talking. Uh, we're talking seriously. A uh, powerful drugs here. Adelaide and hydrochlorothiazide and all the changing back and forth and God only knows what's going on. And here all I had was a little goddamn rash, which is mostly gone, by the way, thank you, except, of course, for the scar where they took the biopsy. You can't see a rash anymore, but there's a nice red scar where the biopsy was, which hopefully might go away someday. You think it will? No. No, not when you're diabetic. Here's a mobile in Homestead. Hello. Hey, Neil. Long yes, caller. How you doing? All right. You know, uh, we were going through some papers this weekend at the house. You know, That's what that Bahamian guy was just doing. Was doing <laughs> yeah, <the man>. <laughs> and uh, we found a, a hotel bill from the Embassy Suites going back to, I think it was 88 or 89. Embassy Suites where, here? Uh, over on 17th Street Causeway. Right. Okay. And my wife remembered that when we were staying there that weekend, they'd had a talk show convention. And it, I remember attending Oi. it because it was downstairs. Yeah, that's that had... stupid talkers magazine, all those self-aggrandizing assholes. Yeah, that, that's what it was. Or Tom like us and Mike Siegel and that silly Alice Rantel who's in town on vacation this week. How are you doing, Alice? And this one woman who weighed about 800 pounds, uh, I forget her name. But, uh, you know, it was, it was that whole crowd back then, and I was thinking, man, fuck <laughs> Right. Whole crowd of self-aggrandizing, egotistical jackasses. And I was thinking, this man, is the same, know, this is the same magazine that listed Brooke Daniels as one of the hundred most important tacos <laughs> in America. She, she, she's got a number so small you need a, teles- a telescope to see it. But you know, it's interesting. You know, comparing that, and I think you were you were probably on FM at that time, weren't you? Well, I don't know what year you're talking about. Like eighty nine, eighty eighty nine. I it had to be eighty eight, no. eighty nine. No, I was on IOD in those days. Okay, IOD. But the thing is, is you've survived. I mean, everybody else has fallen by the wayside. Yeah. yeah. See, he's trying to be clever, but he's still saying crap. You can't say <laughs> on the air, sir. And he kept repeating it over and over and over again. Why did he do that? Is he is he an asshole or something? Yes. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. How's Brooke doing, by the way? Anybody <laughs> see those big? And oh, I forgot to look at those trends. I'll have to look at it home when I get done from it. Today's my big day at the dentist, by the way. 
Dr. Gary uh, over there in Pembroke Pines. You know the one I'm talking about, Dr. Gary? Why? Yeah, him. Fitting me for my mouth guard. I'm going to feel just like Ray Whitney when I get home. I have a mouth guard, so I'm not, uh, but I don't think I'm doing that that much anymore. You know, now that he told me that, maybe I'm not doing it that much because my teeth aren't all that aching in my jaws. I think maybe like subconsciously I just uh, stopped grinding it. Of course, now the stress of these last two days, thank God I'm getting the mouth guard today. Thank God, Gary. Today's the day just in the nicotine because the stress from this audience, man, is enough to kill you. But I'm still here. A lot of those old farts, you'll never make it. They're dead. They're dead. Let's hear it for those old fossils from the KAT days and the W Snooze days. Let's hear it. They're dead. They're rotting. They're stinking, rotten, putrid flesh in a box somewhere so disgusting that even the worms won't touch them. That's right. Dead. Oh, man, what's up with your gossamer sporkle? Come along with me to blow up an abortion clinic To kill another doctor who is murdering a kid Meet with a drawl and have a bad attitude Then grab a can of gas and you can burn one down too Abortion clinic, that is Ain't nothing like the smell of nurses on fire Now if you drive a truck and wear a smelly hat And on the well that Jesus welcome at after we make the clinic explode, we'll go find a nigger and drag him down the road. You'll be proud you're from the South, boy. Double wide Southern pride. Now if there should be a woman trapped inside, we'll rape her in the ass and steal her purse before she dies. Can paraphrase the Bible to validate our barbarism, ignorance, and seething hate. Inbred, that is. Fire up some Garth Brooks tune. Now we are the Christian soldiers of God Who like to wipe our ass with an old corn cob And when we're not burning churches or clinics down We play our banjos in the trees with penis in our mouths That's what Christians require right there in the old brown eye oh. 131 at 560 WQM Hangover Show Coming up to this afternoon, 6 o'clock We got big, big, fat Luke Shambi, 6 to 10 Ed Kaplan with all the odds on games that haven't been invented yet 10 o'clock tonight Tomorrow night we got... Uh, Marlins exhibition game. We got the Panthers late because they're playing at San Jose. No interest in the Panthers whatsoever. Any interest? No. Anybody buying those playoff tickets? No. Okay. Just checking. Here's Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How's it going? Okay, sir. Uh, getting back to a little discussion we were just having on the uh, minorities in hockey. I'm not a big uh, hockey fan, but I was just wondering if there were any uh, Hispanics in hockey. No. There's none at all. There was a guy, a, I can't think of his name now. He was the backup goalie for uh, Dallas at one time. His name was Manny uh, something or other. Uh -huh. I think he was uh, he was a Julio. Is that right? The only one I ever heard of, yeah. Yeah, we need more Hispanics on the ice, man. Whenever, no. Uh, no, no. Yeah, whatever sport we get into, you know, we put it to another level. Uh-huh. You know how it is, baseball. As you were saying, Sammy Sosa in the home run race. Right. It's just how we are, man. Put it on another level, yeah. Just look at soccer. I mean, we're, you know, we dominate. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's only the dark-complected uh, Hispanics. That's, that's only not, a very, very dark. That's true. I'm from Argentina, and uh, dark too many of those in Argentina. Huh? You know, Diego Maradona. Do you know who that is? Diego Maracona? Yeah, Diego Maradona. I know Maradona. Maradona. Mar Mar Madonna? Diego Madonna and Maracona. <laughs> okay, have a great day, pal. Get out of here with that soccer crap. Stick to your soccer. Like I said, everybody's got their own thing, okay? Some people got bullfighting. Some people got bull <laughs> crap. Just stick to your own ethnic thing. We'll all get along. Italians got the mob, you know, everybody stick to your own stuff. Stop, like, spilling over and, uh, you know, bothering everybody. 5670560, oh, pound 560, like that homeless guy that wants 20 bucks an hour. What do you say? He'll start for 20 grand here. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. <coughs> God. You know something? I think there's some disease thing on this microphone. I really do. This is the old mic. I bet you that new mic might sound good. We found out yesterday the reason that everything sounded a little bit on the tinny side in the studio is there was a broken tweeter up in our uh, new expensive uh, Kresge's uh, speakers on the wall. There was a broken tweeter. And maybe that's why that mic's... Because uh, now uh, I'm gagging. I think there's a, we ought to get the Listerine out. We can do uh, kill two birds with one stone. Oh, I'd love to. We can, spray the toilet, we can spray the toilet seat and this microphone. Because I'll be goddamned if I'm going to take a crap on a toilet seat with all these straight people on this floor. No, seriously, I'm not going to sit on the same toilet seat as some of those. Uh, oh, God, the thought of it. Here's a mobile. I'm going to go down to the third floor every time I have to do that. Mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Have a nice day. <clears throat> I'm, I'm gagging again. See, there is something in here. I'm gagging on it. You can feel it like it's just like the other building, man, the corporate disease. <laughs> See? Told you. Lawsuit. Get OSHA on the phone. See what they have to say about these cheap bastards, okay? Something really uh, – and, you know, the guy The guy made a good point. They was talking to me about when they were doing the construction and all the stuff when they start with the drywall, you know, and they start knocking. And that stuff gets – it's like asbestos, only even worse, I think. Because that gets up there in the vents and it starts circulating, and you can't see it, but you sure can inhale it. Fiberglass dust. Fiberglass dust. Oy. Oh, my God. Ah, no wonder I'm dying over here. Major, gigantic lawsuit. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Hey, first time caller, one time listener. All right. I'm a, hey, I'm a day late and a dollar short. Yeah, as usual. I'm going to throw my two cents in because it's something you touched on yesterday. I touched it, yeah. yeah. You mentioned something about the Chinese in Toronto area, right? Right. Well, several years ago, I was in Vancouver. Oh, they got and, a ton of Chinese there. Oh, yeah. You know the reason for that? What is that? They come from Hong Kong. Because they're British citizens, and it was a colony. Yeah. And the communist, the communist that took over. That, that's like they, all. That's like all those island people from the Antilles that go to the Netherlands because they're like uh, citizens. Right, and they fled to Commonwealth nations, and that's why you, you get the large influx in, in Canada. Right. See, yeah. the good thing is though, in Vancouver, the ugly Chinese people all moved there, and the good-looking ones all went to Toronto. Oh, <laughs> True. True story. All right. Okay, thanks for the good news. Excellent point, sir. Very good. Just like all those Arasta shows that we got in uh, the Netherlands, and we're trying. Quack, quack, coke, coke, man, coke, rock. Seriously, you mark my words. Anybody that's ever been to Amsterdam, that's about the only negative. Beside the weather sucks, but we already know that going in. But other than that, everything's great, except for that, uh, you know, those street people. Rock, rock, man. What, what do you need? Rock, coke. Now, does that make me a bigot because I said that? It makes me uh -huh. bigoted because I just don't want to be around those people. I don't mean dark-complected people. I mean that kind of dark-complected. If they were light-complected people and they were hassling me with the, trying to peddle drugs, that would bother me uh, almost as much. Here's a, a mobile in Miami. Hello. Mobile in Miami. Going once. I hear you breathing. I hear you smacking your lips. Here's a mobile in Miami. Can't do it. Couldn't get it up. Here's a mobile in Weston. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. I thought I'm doing okay. I don't know. They all just, they're in a coma. I have no idea. 
What do you think? George uh, says, it's my, I'm the, I'm the uh, problem, you know, with the music. It's not me, baby. It's this place. You got it. What do, what do you think of, of Coach Murray taking uh, a team that's fighting for its life for playoff face for uh, a you couple of days sir, to you've relax? Been you've been listening to too much propaganda on that morning show, okay? What's the big deal, okay? In fact, if anything, it might help him a little bit. Loosen him up a little. Who the hell cares? Who gives a crap? What you people, what, what people ought to be concerned about is that scumbag Denise Rodman out there who, you know, has got all these personal problems, who's plunging his brains out at Caesar's Palace and screwing around at the casinos in Vegas. Personal problems he can't be playing for the Lakers. That's what sports fans ought to be concerned about, that scumbag. If they Neil, want to take a couple of days off and plunge their guts at the casinos, let them spread the money around a little bit. Yeah, I think it's hypocritical that he suspends a player for being late or missing that, the bus. You're absolutely the right. That's absolutely that correct. Yes, sir. Absolutely correct, sir. I was thinking about that coming to work this morning. You're right. Good point. Guy shows up two minutes late. You're going to sit out. You're an asshole, okay? But, hey, let's go to Vegas and plunge our brains out, including some of you guys who aren't even 21 yet. Can't gamble the casino unless you're at least 21, unless you're a jock. If you're a jock, it's like, like on the radio. If you're on a, if you're a jock, you can say any word that's ever been invented. If you're a broadcaster, you say those words, you're going to jail, you get fired. But if you're a jock, we got separate rules in America. Like I said, I think it's a disgrace that they're in Vegas, that these young kids are gambling. He's teaching them the ways of evil, et cetera, and so on. Whatever makes you happy, sir. But you're right about that hypocrisy, because Terry Murray, he's a piece of turd. Without Pavel Bure, he ain't, uh, that's right. Hi, Papa Juan Pablo. All right. Well, I've known my sister all my life. That is why she's now my wife. And I think my son may know it's true. He's my nephew, too. Well, my daddy is my uncle Joe. My mother is my dear Aunt Chloe. It is very plain to see. My first cousin is me. Oh! One forty-four at five sixty WQM. So uh, what you just told me was absolutely outrageous, unbelievable. About our sales department again, and our sales manager, and the management of this radio station. That kind of like uh, what do they call that? Uh, bait and switch. Isn't that what they call that? Bait and switch. You know, you buy one thing, and well, we'll give you something else. Here's a Marlin exhibition game. You want it? No. Why well, you got it anyway? Nice, nice going, Scran. They'll butcher up all of our good accounts before too long. You watch. Mark my words. Police in northeastern Brazil have arrested the leader of a religious sect after the penises of three of his followers were chopped off, apparently in an initiation ceremony, authorities said. Donato Brandao, the 28-year-old spiritual head of the sect Mundial, was detained over the weekend in Sao Luis, Luis, Sao Luis on charges of ordering a violent assault against his teenage adopted son and two men in their 20s. The severings were rapidly performed with a kitchen cleaver. I didn't know the cleavers were from Rio by three men who simulated an attack during an initiation ceremony last Friday on a beach in Sao Luis. State prosecutors were quoted as saying, a nurse cauterized the wounds, but the missing organs had been tossed into bushes and could not be reattached. There's nothing like throwing your missing organ into a bush. 56705, true story, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. What have I always told you? The religious people are the 
crazy people. That's right. Nice going, Neil. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Okay. Here's Miami. Hello. Uh-huh. 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You think those, the last two, I think they were like a crawling under the stall. They were sticking each other's <laughs> under the stall. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Pleasure to speak with you, sir. Uh-huh. Move back down The last call of the day, sir. That's it. Those last two morons we had back-to-back in you. That's it. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're going to have exhibition baseball on now Thursday and Friday, thanks to this crowd. Thanks a lot, guys. God almighty. I enjoy getting out of here at 1250. Well, you might have to go back to ID then. Could be. Keeps up like this here. (laughs) Neil, I just want to say it's a pleasure hearing your voice again. It's been a very, very long time and uh, a devoted uh, listener and will always be. Yeah. And in closing, we need some devoted callers. Not devoted. I mean, I appreciate the listeners, but we need some devoted callers on this goddamn show. That's what we need. We need somebody some... with something to say. Somebody yeah. with some goddamn material. I, I don't have any. I just. No, that's okay. You know, I just want to say uh, you're great. I noticed that. So did I. Okay, and thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. We got uh, thirteen minutes to kill here. George is talking to somebody on the They're gone. That's it. End the show. Unbelievable. Marlins baseball coming up next. Well, Hank will be here too, but let's put the Marlins baseball in between because we just can't do four hours anymore. The show's getting shorter and shorter and shorter. That's right. It's getting real short, baby. Because this audience has got nothing. We got plenty of nothing. That's a theme song for this town. I'm embarrassed. I told you yesterday I was embarrassed when I think that I worked for Greg Reed. And that's not a lie, by the way. That's the truth. I'm embarrassed when I think about working for a man uh, like him. But I'm even more embarrassed that I work uh, on this radio today. I work uh, here with this crowd. George and I were discussing during one of the breaks how much we used to have that brilliant intellectual audience <laughs> on the other station. Here we're surrounded by this. This is just killing some time before we can talk about how the fight was fixed again and about, uh, you know, all this other bull crap. I'm listening to Hank yesterday, and uh, Hank was on a roll. He was talking about the Ringo Starr concert he went to in Vegas and about some other concerts. First call, he punches up. No, it was the second call. The first guy was the ass sucker talking about what a great drummer Ringo Starr is. And I just <laughs> almost threw up. But, I, you know, I hung around through that. Next caller starts out by saying, a very young Florida Gator team. And as soon as he got to the team, my CD was in the player. A very young Florida Gator team. And I thought, this can't really be. I mean, seriously, this can't be. Can it? Can it really be? Yes. No. Here's Boca. Hello. S baseball and S basketball. That's yeah. What I say. Later. Okay. Here's a mobile in Miami Lakes. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, listen. Uh, I've been listening to you since 1983, but anyway, uh, and mm-hmm. I drive all day. Uh, something uh, that I, I saw at a basketball the other day, Princeton. All white guys on the on the starting I mentioned starting that. Five. That's right. They beat an um, all-black team. Georgetown, and then they beat North Carolina. The Anglos beat the Schvos. That's yeah. right. They beat Georgetown, right. And, right. The and then they I, beat? They had a shot of the bench, and I think I saw two uh, black guys sitting on the bench. Yeah, well, they're you know. tokens. Yeah, tokens. They'd be tokens. <laughs> but anyway, I thought, uh, I don't know if he had mentioned that or not, but... Uh, well, that's why these... I'm telling you, that's why there are more black hockey players popping up overnight, because this Wally world, this Wally, uh, whatever his name is on Miami of Ohio... Zerbiak, they're yeah. very upset about the fact that the best college player in America is in all of the world is a white kid who's as white as the fallen snow, and they're uh, real pissed off about that. 
Well, he cost me some money on Sunday, but uh, that's, but, that's another issue. Stick with Wally, baby. <laughs> From now on, I will. All right. Hey, that's about it. Thank okay, you. Okay, see you. <clears throat> so, anyway, we got the odds on those games? No. Good. 10 till 2 at 560 on a very uplifting day. At least we got the chair straightened out. Nice going, George. George got my chair. This thing was a joke. It was ridiculous. And then this counter, you see, ordinarily when you'd build a console like this, there'd be a curved area so that the person, you know, like, I know, like uh, like in a real radio station. I'm sorry.